and welcome to the season one finale of the Retro Red Octopus Cephala Podcast. We made it, you guys! Part of the Inebriot (laughs) Podcast Network. And wow, that is some uh, tasty stuff we got going on in that intro, isn't it? Sure as hell is. Hey, uh, so you noticed that, did you? I did. Uh, I hope everybody noticed that, because our theme song this week was brought to you uh, by Tino the Sandman. He's one of our uh, most loyal posters on the on the, uh, the the page. I was going to say the Boss Rush Mode page. Yeah, on the no, Facebook page. That's not it. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, the Frequent retro, flyer on the Retro The Retro Rhydoctopus uh, pod- <laughs> <laughs> page, as, as uh, Ian Wallace calls us. Yes. The Retro Rhydoctopus face- Facebook group. Um, Santino Mancibo, he's an awesome dude, and he uh, he makes music. He's great. Yeah. And so a little while ago, we asked if he would, uh, you know, resample our our theme song and see what he could come up with, as we wanted to have something special to play for you guys for the big season finale. And there you go, bam! There he was, right in your ear holes. Freaking sweet. That's, that's right. So that song is actually called Retroctagon. And uh, that's a yeah, so that's Tino the Sandman is his group, and and he, uh, he it's San S A N, not S A N D, not Sand. So you Just can definitely song. definitely check, song. check him out on SoundCloud as Tino the Sandman. He's also on the IG, and uh, his his handle on the IG is T number one T one E Y E N O. So you're probably not going to get that, but just look up Tino the Sandman or on Facebook, Santino Mancibo. He's the man. He always posts Ninja Turtles. And yes. He's always there, and he and he loves '90s cartoons. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he's the only one besides me who ever watched Mummies Alive. So <laughs> way to go, right. T- Santino. We love you, buddy. He, he is you our hero much. in a half shell. He sure is, and <laughs> we'll definitely be playing the the full version of Retroctagon yes. at the very end of the, the show tonight. You're so. going to get the full so You're going to get the full length. You got so it. So please stick around till the end. Yes. Oh, yes. Except yes. the full length. So, yes. Take it all. Season finale. Here we are. Yes. And uh, so we got a, a few little, um, like, I guess, mini subjects we're going to cover today, tonight, this evening. Right this here. Episode, just now. Just right. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Yes, at the crack of now. Yeah, we're the feeling all the now. feels. Uh, looking back at at season one, which uh, you know I'm pretty proud of, as yeah, I think absolutely. we all are. We've yeah. come far. Uh, yes, you are. You're very proud. As, as we have mentioned on the show, <laughs> you're a proud before, boy. Uh, we we no no not not one of those proud boys. <laughs> we have been technically doing this kind of weird stuff for uh, for a while since uh, 2014, but you know 2019 marked the first full uh year as a as a honest to god podcast previously we only had i mean like four or five episodes in a actually year it was best. eight by chance on the uh, my the old boss rush mode the ocho yes there were there were happened to be eight you know in total uh, yes okay well there were like does that count the paint and pixels no Okay. This was like the just retroid octopus the podcast, the the proto, that, that the proto stand, tentacles, proto and that stand through the, throughout the the first four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there were like eight, there, were, there, were, there were eight main episodes. There were a couple of open water episodes, mm-hmm. and then we had a few episodes of of Peyton Pixels. Of Peyton right. Pixels, you should definitely check out yeah. on the Boss Rush. Mode that is channel. definitely something that needs visuals. Yes, yeah. So. It's still one of my favorite things that we as a group have ever done. I love that series of videos where we talked about video game box art. Yes. So check that out on the Boss Rush Mode channel on the youtubes Yar. but um yeah yeah so uh what are you guys feeling like at the end of season one what do you what thoughts and prayers what do you what do you, you guys <laughs> thoughts and prayers yeah, yeah. bread and milk yeah i don't know milk and honey 
Morning, yeah. honey. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, all that. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that it's uh, it's incredible that we have gotten through a full season and stuck to this and, and actually made this happen and that we have any number of ears listening to our stupid voices saying stupid shit. That's right. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Thank you all Speak so much. Speak yourself, yeah, young man. I have a stupid voice, okay? <laughs> but uh, I have a stupid face you and know, a stupid voice. Think, so I got it all covered. You have a face for podcasting. <laughs> I do. You I do. absolutely do. <laughs> it's perfect. You were born to do this. So uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely have a face for for podcasting. I'm gonna, I'm uh. gonna go back to a to a previous episode where we where we said this uh, this quote: uh, "Swamp ass of the face." Hmm. Face yeah. ass of the swamp. Face ass of the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually listening to one of our old episodes. I was kind of like, get a little misty. Yeah. Like, oh, we did stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, we have in the, you know, this is episode 25, right? This yes, is, this 25th is episode. Quite, quite Final a number Final episode of 2019. Yeah, and it went by pretty quick, you know? Yeah, I mean, looking looking back, I think that we, we covered a lot of great topics, and mm-hmm. I think... Uh, our episode today is going to be trying to, you know, just sort of have a, a year in review yes. and also also not leave you with nothing new to show for it. For those of you who have been here the whole time mm-hmm. and have listened to every episode, Robin is exclusively <laughs> you. It's, not, it's close. It's, it's almost close. exclusively Robin. You mean I've um, been here and I haven't listened to every episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, like, we've made every episode. Of therefore, I, don't yeah, watch. I, kinda, yeah, I was zoning out like half the time anyway. I don't go back and look at every road I, don't I drive by. Yeah. I mean shit. So uh, yeah, we have uh, we have a whole new uh, topic to cover today that'll be uh, later on in the episode. Yeah, so this is very much a like breaking the mold sort of episode. Yeah, fuck mold. Yeah, we're not gonna do our general stuff. We're totally off the cuff. We're not. You know, we did plan some stuff, but we you know we're not gonna do our general general script. We're not gonna do our typical break with the promos and all that stuff. We have a very very different episode tonight. You know, that's another thing you could call my face. Fuck mold. Fuck, fuck mold. mold. <laughs> I, I've got fuck mold of the. Face. Face. And that's what you'll be. And that's what you'll be. I don't know Fuck about that, Nintendo. Shit face. Shit face. For those of you who don't know, look up Doctor Smooth on YouTube and watch the Rude Awakening of Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing the ever. The best fucking thing yeah. ever. It's one of our all-time favorite. It's like internet. It was like the it was like the sixth video on YouTube. No, no, no. Yeah, it, no, no, it was. It was very old. But yeah, that's Doctor Smooth. S M O O V. I mean, Jesus, it was probably on E Bombs World. Oh, that's true. Honestly, or Newgrounds or some shit like that or whatever. Oh, I feel like a piece of shit, Prime. <laughs> no, oh, then that's what you'll be. Shit piece. <laughs> well, anyway. Ah, uh, Wheelie, you want to yeah. play a game? Fuck. <laughs> oh, blur. <laughs> of all the Autobots to survive. Okay, enough with the Prime. Okay, yeah, we already had our, had our Transformers Prime. episode. Although we did have a lot of Transformers this particular season. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We could always count on on uh, Mr. Nintend for yeah. uh, some Nintendo. Some good quality Transformers. I do. I do. Quality content there. It's pretty cool. But yeah, we uh, we endeavored to uh, to bring you guys all sorts of fun stuff from the past, and uh, I hope we succeeded. And I uh, definitely want to thank everybody for sticking around this far. Um, and uh, as it happens, as um, it happens, it's happening. What I thought right now. would be kind of fun is if we went and we looked at some stats. Um, so this actually comes from our uh, podcasting app that we use to to broadcast everybody, and uh, we have what I have 
here here for you uh, today. You know what? I'm browsing is to it right failure now. to communicate. Yeah, failure to communicate. Outbreak. So quarantine. We have, failure to contain. Um, at the end of 2019, I I am happy to share our uh, all time total plays, and that goes across all devices and all platforms. Uh, so if you're listening iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Spotify, direct, straight from the tap at buzzsprout.com or anything like wherever you're going, uh, it's it's allegedly making it back here I, and it's counting that little uptick. I have to sneeze. Okay, go ahead, sneeze. But I wanted to just say that so no, it would go no, away. Okay. So it's gone It's now. gone. You want, no, we're, <laughs> and we're fine. We're back. And we're back. So uh, for 2019, all-time total plays, 1,412. Woo. So that's what we got so far. Wow. Thank clap, you. Clap, Thank you all those listeners. That's amazing. And because listeners. Only like, 30 of them are us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how that ranks like for like other like real shows or whatever. But like, I mean, when we were on the Boss Rush Mode channel, like it was tough to get any because right. YouTube's yeah. just such a difficult yeah, format it, to it, break it, into. It was kind of the yeah. wrong place to yeah. be. Yeah, but it, it was, totally we were was. working with what we had. You know, yeah. it's the tools yeah. that we went we the weapons we had. Oh, oh Randy. Oh, that yes. was next. Yes. Randy fucking Carter. I love you, man. He yeah. doesn't li- he only listens to the episodes that he's on. I don't you, care. You don't have to Which was that one. Know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't need to say words that other people hear. I'm just saying words. He is the man, though. We love we love Randy, and we loved it. We were very happy he came down for our awesome Weird Al episode, weirdest of them Al. which was uh, episode fourteen, the weirdest of them Al with uh, with Randy Carter from Swarm of Eyes, with RC. an amazing New Hampshire based uh, death groove metal band or whatever they want. I don't call know themselves. what their official fan base is called, but I'm going to call them Swarmies. 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 Oh, is that like Chicken Swarma? Sure. It's sure. Close. <laughs> so our uh, our top most popular episodes, according sure. to our stats, we have uh, coming in. This is the uh, this is. I'm only going to do the top five. Coming in at number five, we actually have episode one, Maiden Voyage slash Childhoods and Durance. A lot of you dropped off after the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, that uh, has a grand total of 65 listens. Oh man, we need four more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have um, episode uh, coming in four. We have episode seventeen, which is sporting entertainment. Oh, oh we got yeah. some sports fans in yeah. the yeah. So it went from uh, number one to seventeen, like pretty good. Um, so that actually has a uh, a respectable seventy two plays. Sweet, not bad, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up from there, number three is um, we have episode very close to the last one, episode sixteen, which is one of my favorite episodes: TV intros slash themes from a yeah, memory. Uh, yes. Heck yeah, that's one of my favorites too. Same, so and good. that was uh, that was the episode uh, where Nintendo kind of did our old original format from the the Boss Rush Mode channel days, yes. and we played blocks of music, but the music was theme songs from TV shows and uh, cartoons and stuff. Whatever happened to predictability? Milkman, the paperboy, the TV. I'm not participating this time. Uh, coming in at number two, we. We have, uh, we have uh, definitely, I'm not surprised at this one. Episode number four, Transformers, more than meets these guys. Yes. I mean, with a name like that, it's got to be Schmuckers. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and that has a very respectable 82 plays. I respect I respect that. the shirt out yeah, of that. That's, there's no shirt left. I respect the smirk out of that. And... For whatever reason, I don't know, I, I know what the, the deal is. I know. I know, I don't what, know what the deal is. <laughs> Coming in at number one with a vastly 
weirdly high amount like amount of plays is episode number two castlevania bloody tears for years with an astoundingly high 158 plays damn god damn that's so a that's a like stupid triple digit don't number. You? They do like Castlevania. <laughs> Maybe we need to do another Castlevania episode yeah. next year. But I don't know. not so much Resident Evil. Right. Uh, well, I mean, hey, you know, we've done we've done twenty five episodes. Those are the top five. So, once again, thank you all so very much, and um, I'd love to see where we're at next year. Yeah. Um, and how to com- you know to sort of compare the numbers and see how it is. But I thought that was kind of interesting, and uh, I have no problem being tra- totally transparent. So you guys. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. we're your show. You're our audience. You're there you our go. Listen. So uh, spread the word if you want us to keep doing this and uh, yes. we'll get those plays a little higher. But yeah, it's weird. Like all, they're all oh, pretty similar. I have, an idea. I have to say, after episode five, there are a lot of similar numbers. Yeah, L- like a lot that are tied. A lot that are like uh, number six. Actually, I will admit the weirdest of them out with Randy Carter, uh, and that that is sixty three plays, only down two. Yeah. The first Respect. Respect. So I mean, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, very definitely. very happy. I feel feel very good about yeah. that yeah guys that's, so, that's cool, cool. I, I just had a really great cool. idea for what's something that? we should do what's that so uh, in the theme of being completely transparent we should also let people know where the most obscure places we have listeners are because we have data on that we do and we can actually tell you uh-huh. some of the crazy far-flung places i can do right we have now. like uh, one listener we have um so real quick breakdown um for countries we have 192 uh, for the last five episodes, let's do let's do the last ten episodes. Last ten episodes uh, in the United States, uh, that that is eighty three percent of our listening audience with four hundred and forty seven listens for the last ten episodes. Uh, down from that, it drops off quite a bit, but we do have a couple. We have uh, twenty eight in Canada, twenty in Germany, eight in Australia, six in the United Kingdom, four in the Netherlands, four in Spain. Three in Indonesia, two in Mexico, and two in Austria. So if oh. you guys are like the – if one of you is like the, the one guy in Austria who's listened to us twice or lady or, or the person in the Netherlands, please shout out at us. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please say something. Also, that's, that's really amazing. Thank you very much. Also, I just had a thought that maybe would completely deflate that awesomeness, which is a lot of people use VPNs, and VPNs bounce your IP address all over the world. So it – it's very possible that all of these people are local. No, no, they're not. Actually- they're not. No, they're not. They're obviously not, though. Yeah. Okay, okay. so, okay, okay. One, one more stat yeah. from the app. One more stat. The, the number one city, right? I'm just going to read the fir- the top one. The number yeah, one I'm city for listens, which is 75 listens. Uh, no. in, the, in the last <laughs> 10 episodes is Glen Ellen, Illinois. Fucking Robin. So, yeah. Wait, is it Robin? No, Robin, where does Robin no, live? No, no, not in Illinois. No. Robin, you live in Illinois. No, Your VPN Illinois. is putting you through I'm Illinois. Gonna, I'm not going to say where she, she doesn't live in Illinois. <laughs> We're not so doxing her. Wherever, wherever, whoever's listening in Glen Ellen, Illinois, thank you so much. How many views? And please. How many listens? Please 75? reach out to us. Uh, 75 in the last 10 episodes. Cool. So. Are we your alarm clock? What the fuck? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of a lot. So that's awesome. So you Glenn listen to Illinois. We're huge. Each of the last ten episodes, you listen to seven and a half times. We're <laughs> right. huge in Illinois. <laughs> Glen Ellen. Glen Ellen. All right, I'm putting the putting the app away. Put there the crap go. away. Thought that'd be uh, that'd be kind of fun. That's super. fun. So what else you guys got? You guys got stuff. We all got some stuff. We all, we all have some kinda, stuff. You know, we like all have, loosey goosey. We all have feels. We all have ideas. 
I don't know whose idea should go next. You want you want to do rock paper scissors? You want me to I, just I point at Joe somebody? You want I, Joe I think, to just go next? Maybe we should fight to the death. No, I right, think that I think that's let's not necessary. Fight. Oh, let's fight to the let's death. Let's fight with our dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna let's secede. Uh, let's I'm do just, the other thing. That's I'm the just other. gonna. Okay, fine. Always do the other thing. Never my ideas. Fight, yes. fight with your nipples. <laughs> when you have ideas like this of this caliber, <laughs> we typically do the other thing. I, I guess I can understand. Uh, <laughs> all right, so what what you got, Nintendo? Okay, so uh, let's talk about some of our favorite episodes that we didn't host. That we didn't host. That we did not That's host. fun. I like this idea because there's actually been a few for me where I'm like, damn, I wish this was mine. So I, I'm pumped. Yeah. Okay, right. so we're each going to pick one episode that we didn't host, but it's our favorite. Right. Our favorite one we didn't host. Okay. Fair one we that, didn't host. That's it. Fair one we didn't host. Uh, so, so Nintendo, do you, do you have one ready? Actually, uh, yeah, I do. Okay, why don't you uh, go first? I'm gonna man? go with uh, the crow. Nice. Uh, it's it? it's my my favorite because it was so different. Hmm. Um, it was it wasn't like your typical goofy retro octopus episode. It was like pretty serious. Retro downtrodden. It definitely had a different it, feel than most it, of the other it episodes. It did. It did. But so it that was, was, it was uh, episode really... 22, Digging Up the Crow with Derek Rook of Rough House Publishing. Yes. Yes. And he was an amazing host and uh, yes. me me being me, I'm always super awkward meeting new people and for whatever reason, it was really easy to talk to yeah. him. And he's, he's really a good easy guy. Going he's and, very easy going. And, I, and I'm usually like really quiet and like Beside, like a little reserve, like, I'm just like, yeah. So, I I agree. That was that was a great episode, and I I, I think it was uh it was our first episode of retro redowntrodden. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know it was it was it retro, was legitimately awesome. retro ride down ride downtrodden retro ride <laughs> right. ride retro downtrodden. Uh, but yeah, I I think that's a great pick. Yeah. Um. I I I can go next. Um. So I. Hey, what'd you go next? Hey, hey. Here's an idea. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Hey, okay. Let's uh, fight with our dicks. Hey, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know, that's a good idea, Steve. I like that uh, idea. Fuck. Now we have half of us on I came board. Up with that. Yeah. Oh crap. Why didn't I think of that? I know. Jeez. I never think of dicks. <laughs> when I was your age, hey, we bit. didn't fight with our dicks. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. All right, all right, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, so uh, my my episode pick would actually be uh, TV intros, themes from a nice. memory. Uh, that one was a super fun episode and such a great concept. Again, Joe, like you had said, I think what set it apart for me was the fact that it was a different format for this season, but also it called back to a format that I really loved that we used to do on YouTube. And uh, I think it's a super great thing that just about anybody can weigh in on. You know, everyone right. has mm-hmm. these shows that they've watched and have... Uh, you know specific feelings for their theme songs and whatnot and it's great because all of us had super different picks and honestly we didn't even really have to fight over who got to say what like we all (laughs) just had had we all had original like unique things which is so much fun um and so i think that episode was a ton of fun and to be perfectly honest i would love to revisit the concept next year oh yeah Uh, agreed i think i should make that a an annual thing i I think that is just too much fun to only do once and uh i loved it so i also feel like no one else is doing that ever like who who in the world is doing that? i know i mean we playing blocks of old uh like tv themes yeah and it's like i don't think we can leave it in trouble for that i'm walking on Air. Never thought I would be so free. <laughs> oh, it's fine. The wind and a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? We're we're here. Believe it or not, 
It's just me. It's just you. It's just me. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't uh, know. You're worthwhile. You're worth. Oh, good, I appreciate good that. Thank you. Boss, boss Mosh, you have worth. No, no, no. I, I do have words. Some of them are. No, no not words. Worth. Worth? Oh. You have worth. <laughs> that I'm not sure of. You have worth. Yeah, you, you have, you have I worth call bullshit on that. Boss Mush says it here. No worth. <laughs> boss Rush mushed it here. You heard it must first. <laughs> boss Mush Road. Meef, 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 Your Boss Mush Road. Right. <laughs> that, that was a really, really fun episode. I, I, I always love um, when we have episodes where we get to prepare stuff. I love like when we come like to the table with something snacks. that we're going to kind of present. Like we each kind of have snacks. homework that we do. Snacks. No snacks. Right. I mean, snacks. Not, not, I'm not we were going to do snacks. an episode about snacks, guys. We can. Well, you know, we were going to actually the original topic for randy carter was going to be snacks we're going to talk about like old snacks that we used to love as a kid you can't really get now but like yeah that's where it all fell apart and then we ended up changing the the theme to weird al because he loves snacks well he loves weird al too he loves weird al Al had a good time the thing about randy carter is he hates little fucking debbie like that's that's the only thing you really need to know little fucking little fucking debbie that bitch jeez that, wow. that bitch. Wow. Little yeah. diabetes. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. He's he's oh, he wow. hates her. He hates her bad. But uh, yeah, so that was an idea. But I agree. I think it's a lot of fun when we each can prepare something to bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was great. Yeah. Like we yeah. got these blocks, and I feel like we could do how many more blocks of TV theme songs? Like I could do yeah. twenty. Yeah. Right. And right. There's so many. So many. So many. Yeah. There were yeah. so many yeah. TV shows. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. yeah like Absolutely. A lot. Uh, yeah. Passing the torch. Awesome. Someone take it from me. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Favorite episode of mine that I didn't host, uh, Throwdown Thursday, Godzilla, Matter of Opinion. But as far as our podcast, oh. <laughs> as far as I'm, I am going to go with episode six, Lost Board Games. Nice. Because that was fun. I mean, not that I played a lot of board games as a kid, but I actually liked, I mean, I've played some of them, but I just liked the episode we were talking about. I like talked about some of the VCR ones, too. Yep. And those yeah. I just found like super interesting. I never really played them, but, you know, so hearing you know all you guys talk about it just really kind of like piqued my interest. So yeah. I started like watching like video. Like, yeah. Wow. These oh, like, like nightmare. Really, yeah. It's yeah. Especially yeah. that one. It was like so cool. And the guy who like you know um, the gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Yes, gatekeeper. Uh, yes, my gatekeeper. Yes. Yeah. That that <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was a yeah. super fun episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, nice. That was episode number six. Six. Lost board game. Let's fight with, fight our, with our CX. CX. All right. So <laughs> my my episode that I shall pick, I'm gonna go with um, a eight bit alchemy episode. Um, it's what? Uh, it's episode number seven, uh, collecting dust. And that is a good one. I I don't know. There are a lot of things I loved about this episode, and um, I really really think that it was so fun when we did the game. Like because you so so eight bit brought in a whole bunch of collectible like uh, because the, the whole <laughs> yeah. point of the episode was these were things that like there's a ton of this toy line like a bunch of these little guys they're all collectible. You're not necessarily gonna have all of them. You're gonna have some, and then your friends are gonna have other ones. And you know it's all this like collecting sort of madness that kind of surrounds certain types of toys and uh so he had these pvc pokemon figures that were like kind of the first run uh back back when the you know first game was out for game boy and he still has these and he brought them in and he and i are familiar with these characters but boss rush and nintendo were never into pokemon ever so they aren't we did not acquire the 
the the majority. Right. right. Like, you I mean, guys we know knew, we knew right. We right. knew like and some Squirtle, of them. We know we know what a Pokemon is. Right. right. And we all know the theme song. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. But like so so. Uh, 8-Bit had this game. He's like, all right, let's pass out various guys or whatever. Or I guess we got to pick them, whatever guys we thought looked cool. And then we got to just come up with fake names for them. Yep. And I thought that that was was like ridiculously (laughs) fun. And um, uh, what also I I loved about that is extending it to Facebook, which, uh, Mm. you know, so what we did was we found a bunch of pictures of other figures that weren't necessarily the ones that he had that we talked about on the show and we opened it up to the, the to the, you the retroids and you guys gave us your like craziest names for these things and it had to be wrong answers only and uh like some you know they got they got dirty fast you know there's yeah for sure, but, like, really, <laughs> as they was, do like, so I mean, mine started off that way <laughs> right <laughs> well i think one of joe's was flaming ass for one of his guys <laughs> Uh, yeah, armor not, testes not, was right. another one. Yeah. If I recall correctly, mine were like um, hung and flaming, hung and, and flaming, and yes. hot stud or something. Like that. Oh, yeah. hot, oh. Yeah. hot steed, oh, so good. Yeah. I think stud, those was the same uh, guy. I think they were both ponytails. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, so I just good. had a couple. You're like, oh, I have an alternate uh, right. hung and flaming. If yes. it's not this, then it's definitely <laughs> hung and flaming. <laughs> Pretty funny, but uh, that was a, that was a really fun episode, and uh, I got to talk about Monster in My Pocket, which is uh, uh, you know toy I always loved as a kid, and I thought that was a fun segment so i really i really liked that episode nice yeah. awesome i'm glad yes. yeah that was that was a lot of fun to talk about and i think all of us had some some kind of neat different things that we collected whether it was you know figures or cards or you know whatever it could be and hashtag I, deep in the sheep bones deep in the sheep bones oh yeah old school collectibles yeah uh so i i think that it's 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 neat when we can all have uh different things from when we grew up and you know even you know though i'm the primary outlier here who hasn't grown up in the same era uh even all you guys had different things that you uh, mm-hmm. were all into which is super cool um yeah so yeah stuff. we also had a lot of garbage pail kids and i loved uh that's yeah. right i'm glad i didn't forget to say this yeah because uh boss rush had this yeah. great idea where he's like i'll read the names that are our names yeah right and go through those cards and we went through those that was also yeah. just it great was, yeah. it was a really fun yeah. one it was a fun episode Definitely. Check it out. Like, if you have it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. All right. So those are our, uh, what, our, our favorite. Our favorite episodes that we favorite did not host. Favorite episodes we didn't yes. host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episodes we wish we had hosted. Mm-hmm. Because it was mm-hmm. just that damn mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Meow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll just. I'll do it. I'll, so you, I'll what's, do the thing? Thing? what's the next thing? What's the next thing, Mr. Bit? Mr. Bit. They call me Mr. Bit. It's two Pumbaa references in one episode. Why they call me Mr. Bitter Train. No, that doesn't quite work. (laughs) Mr. Bitter Train. Mr. Binker Train. Yeah. Call 1-888-MR-BITCHER. Mr. No one's gonna, except us. Maybe like two other people in the world are gonna get. Double O, Mr. Bitcher, Mr. Bitcher loves bits. That's Halloween for you, Mr. Torture from the dark ride, from the darkest of rides. For some reason, people hate, but I freaking love that. Oh, it's a freaking great ride. Fucking great ride. It is. You know what else is a great ride? This segment, which is, I want to talk about. An episode that we did this season that I feel like needs a little bit more love. 
Oh, think, okay. it just, think it just needs a little TLC? So now this one we all came together on. Yes. yes. So we all mm-hmm. agree. Right now. That right right now. Just just, just not very, even very not second. even five seconds ago. Over me. Over me. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Mm-hmm. So this episode needed more love, and we were pretty proud of it. It was <laughs> one that we think more people should check out, and we're not really sure what happened there. So, you know, maybe just fell under the radar and uh, slipped through the cracks. So this episode would be the one that our good friends, our good, good friends from Throwdown Thursday were guests on. And actually, yes. they were our first Very guests. First. Yes. And, yes. And, yes. and, and, God damn it, they're the reason why we even thought to look on to Buzzsprout. Right. To be perfectly exactly. honest. Like, yeah. we owe, you know, our platform and stuff to, to them being knowledgeable and having yes. done this. And, Big thank you goes out to yeah, those guys. Yeah, to the award-winning Patsy and Ashes. Throwdown Thursday podcast Absolutely. starring Patsy the Angry Nerd and Mrs. Miss Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania. The mistress of Merlot. The Michael Phelps of wine. The queen of the monsters. <laughs> and the queen of the monsters. What is that voice? This is how I think she talks. You sound like <laughs> King Candy. <laughs> no, C- King Candy's up here. King oh, Candy. It's not pink. It's clearly salmon. A salmon. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> King Candy's really just just Uncle Albert from Mary Poppins, you know. Turbo tastic. So uh, yeah, episode ten, girl cartoon throwdown of Ultimate Destiny, featuring Patsy and Ashes. Boom. Our buds. Bam. We love you guys. Salmon. We love that episode. Patches and Atsy. And Patches and Atsy. And, yeah. and, and to be honest, I, <laughs> I think thought they should be patches. Yeah, I've always like called them patches. They're patches. Like to me, in my heart of hearts. That's definitely the, yeah. the shipping name. For if them. they if yeah, they come together and they say hi at the same time, I go hi, patches. patches. Yep. So this episode, I think, I honest to God, did the most research for. Ooh. I watched so many girl cartoons in preparation for this. <laughs> I watched. Tons of Powerpuff Girls. I watched She-Ra, Old and New. I watched Rainbow Bright. I watched the Care Bears movie. I was fucking ready. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like it was a great episode. We had yeah, so many voices awesome and so many people to talk. Yeah. And, um, you know, even even Dr. Matteo was there. You know, she mm-hmm. was in the heezy. And, uh, you know, I feel like there was a lot of a lot of hatred for the Care Bear movie, Patsy. You know, you got to get over it, all right, bud? It's a fucking movie about cartoon bears. And they bears. fly a boat on a rainbow, whatever the fuck. No, you couldn't get over the fact that the uh, the star was uh, was an indentured labor. Right, the star was alive, and it was indentured it, servitude for yeah. all time to be their sale. And also, yeah. he was very, very concerned that because it ran on, like, sunshine or whatever, how did it actually pilot through the dark cave? And I'm like, I don't know. It has like but a fucking you w- you battery backup. You can't have a patsy and not have these questions too. Right. You know, and that's like why you get, you get the bad puns. Yep. You get the mittens references. Everything's named mittens. And you get this 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 logic that mm-hmm. does not mm-hmm. matter. Which is why he's such a good voice to have. But yeah. also, I, I was just like, I don't know. I liked the movie. I thought it was cute. <laughs> I thought it was cute. <laughs> And then Ashes like, you need to just shut up. Ashes is full I'm, on King Candy. I'm, no, it's not. It's not King Candy. You know what? It's, it's, like, it's, King like, it's, like, no, it's like Mae West or something. It's like it's like it's some old. I remember Bugs Bunny like having this, this no. voice. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like okay. Mae West or something. Okay. No, Mae West is like, why don't you come up and see me sometime? No, so it's not that. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, mm, I don't know some old like like. I don't know. Ross Burrow. 
Uh, it is it is from now on my voice for ashes. Not that she actually sounds like that. No. Of course not. But, and if you go back and listen to episode 10, yeah. you'll find out for yourself. But you'll find out exactly now what she sounds like. I think it's like like whatever happened to baby Jane. Like, who, who's in that? Like, uh, it's, it's one of them. It's definitely one of them, for sure. Who? Okay, continue right. talking. You work on this I'm bullshit. Work on this. I'm and then we'll, this. we'll talk uh, about no, this continue. episode. Please so, um, yeah, so, so we were talking about girl cartoons. I know... Um, Nintendo and Boss Rush, you guys had also weighed in on on some during that episode. But yeah, what were your thoughts about that in general, and like why more people should check it out? They should check it out because I said the least amount of words in it. Oh my god, that is Wait, true. The least amount of words compared to any other any other episode, any other ever, episode ever. Yeah, because really. For well, for me, um, I was more disappointed in myself with that episode because because I was so quiet. It was my first time meeting. Oh, which is which is, which is what you were saying about about Derek I'm Brooke so, being right. you were so open with him, yeah. right? So I don't know. Yeah, we're just, just a little just awkward. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just awkward. That's all. Awkward I'm just socially turtle. awkward. I hear you. I'm very shy. But that's but okay. now that I know that I've met him many more times since then, and right. we're fine. Right. Perfectly totally fine. cool. Totally just that, chill. Just that initial initial meeting. Uh, Joan yeah. Crawford, I think, is is the voice that I'm doing. Joan I Crawford. I believe it's Joan Crawford. Yeah. Isn't <clears> that <throat> the the song that the Blue Oyster Cult wrote a song about? No, that's Godzilla. You're thinking. No, Godzilla. no. That was yeah. like their only song. Oh. Oh. Joan, I, Joan Crawford. Oh, has oh, Joan Crawford. From the grave. I, yeah, I believe they did do a song. Yeah, yeah. Joan. They Crawford. say she's got to go. Joe, Joe, Joan Crawford. Yeah, yeah. That's the song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the song I'm thinking about. <laughs> that's not Godzilla, Steve. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, no one expects that. No one expects a tool time. Tim, the tool man, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, we don't need to drag on and on, but I think that it was definitely worth uh, a second listen absolutely and, uh you know I, I think we were all very excited to to collaborate and to have put together a really you know great topic that was maybe contrary to what listeners would have expected from mm-hmm. an all you know male nerdy podcast right, exactly. and we were just really yeah. happy to say not only are we doing this to spotlight something you wouldn't expect but also because like a lot of us have really enjoyed girl cartoons that yeah, are definitely. you know back in the day marketed mm-hmm. oh yeah also also let me not forget i watched a bunch of fucking sailor moon for which this, was, which was for tough. this episode, which was hard as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was something right there that I feel like just just for that alone. Like how how bad does she want to get a boyfriend all the time though? How bad? I mean, she does want a boyfriend a lot, I mean, but a lot. you know, I will say that the show is not without merit, but. There are a lot of things that are not like how I would want my daughter to to be. If she was going to watch Sailor Moon, I would say be more like Sailor Mars or Sailor Jupiter or not Sailor Moon. She's kind of <laughs> a bit Sailor much. Sailor Moon. Right. She's a bit much. Um, but hate yeah. school, is boy crazy. Yeah, hate school, wicked <laughs> bad. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. any hoot, any hoot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that might uh, that might that be might wrap up our first segment here. Our, our sure. recap, Leave, sure. our yearly recap. Cool, cool. So, uh, cool, cool. Well, cool. so Boss Rush, you want to yes. lead us into our our next like the meat and potatoes of the episode because we did something cool this time. Yeah. So, um, the whole meat and potatoes as Parasite Steve, aka C. Van Sampson, aka Steve of Destruction, although no one calls him that except you twice. Mm, I took him. I took it back at least. You once. did. You did. You took it back that time. <laughs> at least the one time. You did. Not sure about the second time. I don't even remember the second time. But anyway, well, it was so, just <laughs> we'll have to wait. We'll, yes, have, to we'll have to wait. But the uh, the whole meat and potatoes, as it were, for this episode is uh, we each decided to take upon watching a movie, a classic movie, a well received movie from back in the day 
that for some reason has slipped us by and we haven't seen until recently, of course, for, you know, prepping up for this episode. So we figured that'd be a fun little thing to go into and uh, we can talk about a, a movie that pretty much everyone else in the world has already seen and uh, presumably loved and we get to, get to experience it for the first time and talk about what we thought of it. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. And uh, <clears throat> so we each got our own picks, and we also open this up to you, the Retroids. So for you guys who are frequenters of our Facebook group, you uh, have probably seen us talking about this. But yeah, we uh, we definitely got some really fun voicemails. Yes. And uh, we'll be playing them uh, in their entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do that, though, we thought it would be kind of fun to play you the original Retro Redoctopus theme song. Oh my goodness! In in, in its entirety, which is not very long. It's exactly. like thirty something seconds. Thirty three seconds long. Yeah, 30 30 30 seconds long. long. Uh, and uh, yeah, so this was uh, what we used for our uh, entire time on the Boss Rush Mode channel. And when we decided to be a new podcast, we kind of just decided let's let's give this another crack and a fresh just, spin. Yeah, yeah, just like. Because yeah. we, we were using it for a bunch of years. There. We were. So it's like, okay. Not that many episodes, but a bunch of years. Yeah. yeah. yeah like four years we used it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's so kind of funny. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play that for you right now. So check it out. The original theme song. Kapow. Retro. 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 All right, so that was our original theme song from the proto episodes of Retro Octopus. You're welcome. Yes, that was... So some cool stuff. I, I I enjoyed doing that and doing all those old episodes. Obviously, Absolutely. got kind of yeah. got our feet wet doing the whole podcast thing. And uh, now that we're in the here and now, mm-hmm. we're gonna go to some voicemails that some of our awesome Ooh. listeners have offered up to the, this episode of the podcast. Gotta love those retroids, man. Yes. They come out. Yeah. You ask them to be there at like five o'clock, and they they're there yeah. at like five. I'm like I like, like five thirty, o'clock. but like yeah. but they're there. Close. It's pretty yeah. good. It's yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was bad weather, but you know. Yeah, you know. Hey, you know, gotta, they missed gotta, their exit, but right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, the, Not the first games. we're gonna hear a few, and the first one is from a good pal, Derek Lothstrom. Yes, uh, Derek, who won the contest. Yes. That's got, uh, got some tickets to our Retro World Expo that was a couple months ago in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, he said he had a good time there, so I was you know glad to hear. And most yeah, importantly, his kids had a good time. Too. Yes, That's right. had a yeah, great time. I, I guess. I, 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 I mean, kids. I, I guess yeah. kids should have fun. I yeah. Right. Why not? I mean, they were there, so they may as well have had fun. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they said they had a good time. So, what was that? Uh, anybody want to remind the listening audience what that contest was? Because I literally don't remember. Right. The contest was. Um, let's see if I if I can even get it straight here. Because uh, it was a few months ago, and it was. Um, uh, offer up a, a podcast or uh, offer up an episode idea mm-hmm. and possibly be a guest on that episode and for, Derek for next was season. the winner and yes. his winning choice will be an early episode uh, in season two maybe the first episode We're maybe gonna, yeah we gotta just kind of figure out scheduling on this but uh, the episode was 8-bit buttons I honestly don't <laughs> remember <laughs> It was a breakfast cereal. cereal. Breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal. Yeah. So what do I win? Nothing. You win shit. Yeah. Yay. You get the drink from you the fire hose. That's yeah. right. Open one. So an early episode in season two will be about 
that subject. And that's uh, right. And we'll have uh, Mr. Lofstrom on. Right. We're all going to be eating cereal ASMR style. We, into we these need to do that for this episode. We should. Buy oh. a bunch of cereal and, and just, just eat, eat just while we're talking. Minutes. Talk with a mouthful. Too. <laughs> oh fucking God, gross. That's really gross. <laughs> that's like and then everyone can be mush mouth. I won't feel so yes, alone. Yes. Yes. My plan worked perfectly. <laughs> can we also do another video segment like the pudding segment oh, where we all we mash up cereals some, like crazy? Yes. yes. We should definitely do some sort of a cereal based right. gross fuck food. Right. <laughs> cereal killers. Yes. yes. Ooh, nice. that's, that's a good one. We should do yes. that. Gross fuck food hack two yes. cereal killers the cerealing yes <laughs> I don't the cerealing the, the whole uh, wheatening the breckening <laughs> the breckening <laughs> Brecken- the most uh, important meal of the the dayening so anyway right. voicemails there voicemails yes and the first one will be from Derek himself and there's a few others too so we hope you enjoy those as much as we did. Good evening, Retro Redoctopus, and congratulations on celebrating one year. I uh, am responding to the Octoponder this bit uh, or request where uh, you guys are watching uh, classic movies that you hadn't seen before, and I came here to talk about uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. I have, for some reason, never seen that movie. Apparently, I've also never seen Edward Scissorhands either. But we have a Disney Plus subscription, and so Nightmare Before Christmas was on there, so I watched it the other night. And I have to say, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, a little more musically than I typically like, but something with you know, the weirdness of a Tim Burton movie and the music you'd expect from that just kind of worked, and uh, I, I really dug it. Um, didn't seem like just the kids' movie, you know? Um, and it's... As I'm scrolling through Disney Plus, though, I came across something that I honestly never even knew existed um and you know I, I figured i'd give it a shot and you know there was the x-men series when i was growing up i watched you know the hell out of that but i never for some reason knew there was a silver surfer tv show and it looks like it's only one season long it's like maybe eight or nine episodes um and the first three or four deal with you know the origin of the silver surfer and you know how he saved his planet and became you know this herald of galactus and stuff and it's, you know, some of the dialogue is kind of hokey and, and cheesy, but the story's pretty damn good. And you could tell why it never got picked up, because it's just, you know, it's, it's sort of too geeky and comic booky, you know, for the mainstream. Um, you know, and the story's more sort of existential. Uh, but it's, it's cool as hell, um, and I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm in the middle of uh, episode four right now, and... I was just thinking about that, um, and I thought I'd drop you guys a line. So, again, congrats, and uh, look forward to the next year. Talk to you guys. Hey, guys. This is Kevin from the Dorkening Podcast Network. I'm a part of multiple shows on the network, uh, including the Dorkening Wicked Horror Show, Black and White Fright, and Secret Underground Hideout. All right, so a classic, or what some may consider a classic, uh, that I'd never seen up until recently would have to be First Blood. Um, I was not a action fan growing up. Um, and, uh, you know, I was primed for that movie and, and all of its sequels growing up, but I just didn't care. I wasn't a big Stallone fan. Um, but we just recently watched it for a uh, Secret Underground hideout, and uh, actually only one person on the show had actually seen it previously. So, but that being said, it was a fun movie, a good time, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to actually go out and watch all of the other ones 
Um, it, it's a possibility. I mean, there's some fun kills and just ridiculousness, for sure. Um, but there's plenty of movies that I haven't seen still. Like, for example, uh, I've never seen one James Bond movie ever in my life, uh, which is ridiculous because I own them all, but I've just never watched one. Again, I'm not an action movie guy. I'm just a collector. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, not every movie in my collection I've seen. You know, when there's a bargain, I just go for it. But anyways, thanks for asking me uh, to be part of this. Congrats on the season. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what you guys are doing with the next one. And uh, that's about that. And again, if you can, uh, if you want to check out my other shows, I'm part of the Dorkening um, every Sunday live on Facebook on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. We're also doing Wicked Horror Show with horror celebrities and icons in our eyes. I'm also part of Black and White Fright, which is just basically about black and white horror movies. And uh, Secret Underground Hideout, where we do fun things like movies we've never seen before, and we kind of force each other to watch something horrible. Um, But that's about that. Again, thanks for having me on, and uh, till the next one. Goodbye. So this is... um Ian Wallace, the boy wonderful from Amalgamania, and the friendly neighborhood Shelby Croto from Amalgamania, and we are going to be giving you guys a voicemail for movies, classic movies, that we didn't get to see until we were adults. So, yeah, pay attention to our voices as we mesmerize. Our beautiful voices. I don't um, want to say it like that. But I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, my, my classic uh, movie that I didn't see until I was an adult was um, surprisingly The Night of the Living Dead. Um, I saw it for the first time as an adult recently with my cousin. He had come up um, to just spend the weekend with me and uh, we were hanging out and playing video games and you know watching movies and that happened to have been one of them. And he was like, come on, you gotta watch this movie in this classic, classic. And I was like, nah, man, it just it looks stupid. And he was like, come on, just watch it with me. So I did. And, um, you know, it was just as stupid as I thought it was going to be. And probably because <laughs> I didn't get to see it as it being a classic movie when I was a kid. And I would have been wild. But I, I thought about it from that perspective. And the special effects and, and what they were trying to do was kind of awesome for what they had available so I can only imagine if they remade that movie now how awesome it would be um, you probably get like a version of type zombie land or something but this was like all over the place and they were just like uh, destroying these zombies in, in all kind of inventive and funky ways and it was it was dope so I gotta give a shout out to the entire project and thanks to my cousin for watching it with me and that is my classic movie I didn't get to see till I was an adult Shelby I'm gonna kick it over to Shelby and she's going to give you her classic movie that she didn't get to see until she was adult. Shelby? So, the classic movie I didn't see until I was an adult was Gone with the Wind. And I have my reasoning, so... It's pretty good reasoning, too. It is, it is a very good reasoning. So this is actually one of my mom's favorite movies. And growing up, she always had the VHS set in her room and would watch it all the time. And if anyone knows about VHSs, I'm not talking about all you youngins out there. You whippersnappers. You <laughs> So the VHSs, it came in a two-part set because this is a four-hour movie. Oh my gosh. I'm like yeah, just yeah. seeing that I had to watch two VHSs. And I mean, that means I would have to sit there and rewind it and then play it and 
that was just too much. That's I couldn't, a lot of work. <laughs> that, that is so much work to watch a movie I'm not even, like, super interested in. Now, you see, the old Star Wars movies, I would rewind those and watch them all the time. Right. This movie, I was... No, I, I wasn't committing. I'm like, it's the so same... no lightsabers? No. no lightsabers. <laughs> I'm like... And it's the same with the Titanic. That's also, like, a two-part movie. And I'm just like... Ugh. Finally, I ended up watching it as an adult, but I did not watch it on VHS. <laughs> and... I mean, it's a sappy romance movie. What, what's more to say? I mean, I understand why it's a classic. Obviously, the actors were phenomenal. And I mean, obviously, the, it, the, there's not a lot of visual effects, because I mean, this was shot in, like, the 30s, <laughs> so... Oh, wow, was it really? Yeah, it was shot in, like, 1938 or something oh, like wow. that. wow, okay. Like, Ooh. so it's an old movie. No, I, I knew it was old. I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, so I'm like, I mean, it is what it is. I definitely will not waste another four hours to watch this movie. It's one of those things you pretty much watch once and then call it a day. One and done. One and done. <laughs> I, I don't understand how my mother continues watching it. Well, that is our classic movies that we did not to get to see until we were adults. Um, real quick, I just wanted to say congratulations to the guys of Retro Red Octopus. Um, Joe, Boss, Rush Mode, um, Tim, Steve, you guys are amazing, and um, it's been a it's been a great season. We've been following you guys as much as we possibly could, and supporting you every chance that we could. And we are looking forward to the next season. So congratulations, and um, we can't wait until it starts. So let us know, and um, we hope you guys enjoyed our dissertations of the movies that we didn't get to see till we were adults, and uh, we can't wait to hear yours. So. Shout out again to those guys from Retro Red Octopus. Thanks for having us. I'm now maniac so long. And um, congratulations on the season. Well done, guys. Hi, this is Taryn Barber, president of Amalgamania. And I wanted to let you guys know what classic movie I did not see until I was adult. And for me, the movie was Citizen Kane. Um, I had always heard about it as being one of the greatest films ever made. But I didn't have a chance to watch it until I was preparing to teach a, um, an IB film class. And I actually ended up watching it four times um, as a result of teaching that class. And I absolutely love it. Um, it is gorgeous. So it's one of those movies that I could watch even with the sound completely off. Because it's mesmerizing to look at. I mean the interplay between light and darkness the things that they were able to accomplish with um just a black and white film are amazing so i love that movie to this day and i'm so happy that i ended up watching it um even though it wasn't until i was in my 30s i cannot wait to hear what movies you guys come up with um thanks so much for having me on the show and take care Hello, Retro Redoctopus. This is your old buddy, Coop. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, letting me be a part of your Dark Crystal episode and just um, comment on... Um, you were asking for some classic films, and you even mentioned a couple. Um, um, it's cool to get people into these. Um, I I'm going to talk about something I find to be a classic that I'm not sure is uh, seen as a classic, but um, it's uh, a Disney film called... Uh, something wicked this way comes it's a uh, pretty scary um it's a, a movie that is probably before its time and um even today by today's standards it's uh it's pretty creepy but um, i would consider that to be a classic it's it's a lesser known film 
Uh, Jonathan Price is in it. Jason Robards and um, Pam Greer is actually in it too. But uh, if, if you've never seen this one, and I highly doubt that you haven't seen it, one of you, I would check it out. It's, um, it's a Disney horror film, and uh, it's based on a book by Ray Bradbury. So I would say check out Something Wicked This Way Comes, and that's a, that's a great film. And the coolest thing about it that I remember is that they actually based an episode of Tiny Toon Adventures on this with uh, Silas Wonder and his wonderful Carnival of Wonderment, where uh, Buster had to go in and actually save... Uh, dodo bird because he was trying to take him away and uh, it's just some uh, really cool that i actually had seen the movie first and i got the reference when i saw tiny tunes so it's uh, it's neat and it, it catches on to a lot of those sort of uh elements that were scary in it but um it wasn't as scary of course when you saw it with um tiny tune adventures but that should fit nicely into your list of classics and classic cartoons so I want to thank you again for having me on the Retro Redoctibus uh, podcast. And uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I love the show. Thanks. Hello to our Octopals down at Retro Redoctopus. I'm looking at you, Parasite Steve. And you, 8-Bit Alchemy. And you, Boss Rush Mode. And you, Nintendo. So, uh, first of all, congratulations on your first full year as a, a podcast, a cephala podcast. Oh, that's fancy. No, that's what you guys are doing are pretty cool, kind of bringing us back in time, doing some really cool stuff with some really cool people. So, and occasionally us. Yeah, yeah, that was a really that was a really fun episode. It was kind of well, nice. I didn't to have as much to contribute as you did, but that's perfectly fine because on this specific email or. This isn't an email, is it? No, this is a voicemail. On this specific voicemail message for you guys, uh, I have a lot more to contribute on this one. So why don't you take it away? Because we do have one overlap. So we saw that you guys were talking about classic films in pop culture that other people have seen, but you haven't. Or you've watched recently for the first time. And having a podcast of my own gives me the opportunity, forces me uh, to watch certain things that I have not seen before. So number one on my list is Rambo. I actually watched Rambo for the first time. And uh, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, she watched Rambo 1 and 2 and 4. We skipped 3 because uh, we just didn't have time, but we watched 1, 2, and 4 because she had never seen them and we wanted to cover Rambo and I figured this is a good way to get you to watch some of these movies that uh, that you haven't seen that I think you might enjoy because uh, you know I'm I, I just like do them on the podcast so I will say that the first one was amazing it was definitely not what I was expecting I was expecting it to be this big dumb action film and eventually that's what this this franchise becomes but I was not expecting that kind of performance from Sylvester Stallone. So, yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it's a surprise, and I, I kind of... And, like, the second one was really good, too, and then it was just kind of all downhill from there. There's lots of blood and explosions. And so many blood. And, like, the, the fabulous, the, the bullet sash. Bandolier. The, bu- the bullet sash that he wears. Bullet sash. Bullet sash. He's going to sashay away with his bullet sash. Oh, yes, he won Miss Bullet Time of... 1984. He did good for him. Yes. So what 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 is next on your list? Cuz so I have a long list. Next on my list is one that I had seen bits and pieces of but never 
actually sat down and watch it in one, you know, continuous stream. And it's something that I think everyone kind of knows of because it's just ingrained in pop culture. I'm talking about Psycho. Yeah, Psycho was actually on my list as well. I'd never seen it in its entirety until this year. And I figured, why not? Let's take a stab at it. <laughs> uh, and last on my list, uh, what I could pull off the top of my head, is Todd Browning's Freaks. Again, I'd heard a lot about it, know the references in pop culture, had never actually sat one down us, to watch it. And I, again, it was some great performances. I was really surprised. Some great character development, too. I think one of my favorite performances is Prince Randian. So, all right. So we're already at like three and a half minutes. So I'm going to make my list fairly quick because some of mine also... Uh, were because we were doing the podcast and I hadn't seen the movies before, so I figured we, <coughs> excuse me, had to do that. Sorry, I had too much coffee. Uh, so first on my list, because I, I just want to preface this by saying I've watched 344 movies this year, so I want to preface. So I have a lot more than she does. So first on my list, Big Trouble in Little China. Had never seen it before. Finally got the chance to watch it this year. Next, Care Bears movies one and two. And The Last Unicorn. And go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, you actually watched it for the guest Retro. spot on Retro Redoctopus. That's what I was going to say. And the reason, again, it's for a podcast, so we were able to uh, settle down and watch these. And uh, Patsy's been working on his Care Bear stare ever since. Yeah, it's it's very adorable. Uh, next on my list is the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, Raw Deal. And then uh, our buddy, Powerful Brandon, let me borrow a couple of films that I had never seen before. UHF with Weird Al and PCU with Jeremy Piven. Had never seen them and uh, finally got a chance to watch them this year. Uh, another one for podcast prep this year, uh, Screams 2 and 3. I'd seen one, I'd seen four, had never seen 2 and 3, so finally got a chance to watch those. I don't know if I'd consider those like classics, though. Scream, don't get me wrong, the original Scream is, is a classic Right, in my but if book, you've seen one and you've seen and four, three. you should watch two and three. Uh, in any franchise, uh, I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter, uh, but those are those are movies that I hadn't seen that were ingrained in pop culture, and I had not seen them, so I watched them this year. Uh, John Carpenter's They Live. I'm a huge Roddy Piper fan. I thought he did a great job in this film, and I'd never seen it before this year. I'd owned the movie for probably 15 years. And I finally got a chance to watch it this year. And last on my list is also one that was on your list. Pasaicho. I forget how you pronounce that. But yeah, that one from... Uh, is Jam- he a Pokemon? With, with Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. But anyways, guys, what a great question to ask. Thank you so much for including us in this. And uh, thank you for including us in your first year as a podcast. Super cool. Uh, nothing but love for you guys. We cannot wait to hear what the next season of Retro Red Octopus brings us. Yeah, and uh, with that being said, we, we will, will see, see you, you next, next Tentacle Tuesday. Tentacle Tuesday! All right. Well, thank you to all the participants Woo. and uh, people who uh, submitted their voice messages. Yes. Really, really awesome. Uh, Lots of great, appreciate it so much. Great people. Yeah, that was to a hell of a ride, guys. Thank it you was. so much. Thank you to uh, to all our Retroid buddies: Derek Lofstrom, Kevin Crook, 
Ian and Shelby, Taryn, Coop, and of course Patches from Throw on Thursday. Of right, course. Right, 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 right. And course. let it be known that Taryn was the uh, the person who named all you retroids in that That's contest right. we did way That's back right. when. That's right. Yes. That was our first contest. Right. Yeah, it was. And Taryn totally she did totally it. took the crown and the right. Castlevania poster. Right. Aww, which is off. on her wall. I've seen it. It is, yes. Well, I mean, I've seen pictures of it. Right. I haven't seen the room itself. Right. Not in person, <laughs> but I've seen pictures of the room itself. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but I just, I'm just trying to sound as creepy as possible. <laughs> You're nailing it. Succeeded. Nice. <laughs> I've seen your room. I've seen your room, Taryn. You like Castlevania, uh, don't nice. you? Yeah. <laughs> No, we love all y'all, all y'all, all y'all, amalgamaniacs, and uh, and uh, everybody from the Dorkening, and everybody from the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Who we did, uh, we did technically usurp some uh, some fans of all you you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of you retroids followed us over from these shows, and we really appreciate it. So yeah, once again, absolutely. thank you so much for that Thanks, awesome guys. podcast. Danka, and some great. Uh, we had a couple mentions of First Blood. Yeah, we did. Yeah, which is a, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's that's a, real, that's that's a, a good like a, one to a have really caught up one, with. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very interesting. And also, uh, Coop mentioned um, something wicked this way comes, which I he was right. Uh, at least one of us has seen it, and it's me. That is you. <laughs> Definitely wasn't me. It's you. It's, it's you. Me. I have seen that, and I do remember that episode of Tiny Toon Adventures that you were talking about. That's hilarious. That's super funny. I I don't think I ever made that connection because I I don't think I had seen it at the time. But now that you mention it, I do remember both of those two things, and I, I oh man, that's funny. I got it. <laughs> now I kind of like want to watch the movie and that episode. <laughs> and the episode. Yeah, I know, me too. I never. <laughs> well, seen it was them. a Gogo Dodo centric episode, and he was my favorite, and uh, he wasn't actually in that many episodes. Dope, dope, right. dope. Oh no, that was that was the Condor guy. Oh, I can't, okay. I can't yeah, remember yeah. his name. It's it's been a million years. Gogo Dodo but... kind of talked like a baby. He's like, he's like, he's like almost Marvin the Martian, but yeah. like. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, he's weird. Oh, go, go. Stop acting silly. I'm not acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was also a cool. mention of uh, They Live from oh, Patsy. My, oh, which, yeah. Oh, no. I, oh, what a good I, one. I love that That's movie. A movie. It's you crazy that he see. hasn't seen it up to that point. But I know, hey, you know, and he hadn't seen UHF. That's true. Yeah, another great movie. They got it all on UHF. Yeah, they, they do. do. They got they it do. all. Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a lot of really, really good stuff. And uh, also, Derek mentioned the uh, Silver Surfer cartoon show yeah. as a recommendation, which is pretty fun because I also uh, have Disney Plus and noticed that that was on there and was kind of like, oh, put a pin in that. I, I kind of do remember it existing, and I, I do recall they even had figures, but it was only this one season on Fox, and um, it just didn't last. I think it only has like ten or so episodes. So, so when you put a pin in that, did he just die like in the NES game? Because all he has to do yes. is touch something. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's the Silver Surfer. He's the most pathetic hero ever. If, if the NES game taught us anything. Right. Yeah. A, a normal, non-mutant, the, the non-cosmic thing, yeah. frog. The two things it taught us is that he's fragile as hell yes. and Tim Fallon is a man. Yeah, yes. Tim Fallon's <laughs> writes a mean soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. And if the cartoon has anything even close to that soundtrack, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know but I don't know if it does. So the... Don't, don't, don't quote him on that. You didn't mention anything about the soundtrack. I'm just saying, if it did. I do right. remember it had a weird CG Galactus on it and stuff, but I, I was actually kind of thinking, like, yeah, I want to see the show. I never got to see it back in the day, so that's really, really cool uh, cool recommendation. So thanks uh, right. thanks a lot for that. Nice. Yes. Thanks, dude. Awesome. But, awesome uh, so I guess I guess we should probably rattle off some of uh, our picks. We, yeah, should. Yes. we should get into yes. this. I get While we're hosting, we may as well. Yeah. We, so we, we each, like, kind of, you know, like I said before, with the, the whole... You know, 
music episode where we did the theme songs. Like we, we went, we picked our, our movies. We made sure that they didn't cross. We went and did our homework, but we have not talked about them to each other. Right. Right. Ever. So we're Never. all kind of, you know, this is fresh for us too. So uh, yeah. who wants to go first? I'll go first. Burn it up. Now, there was two movies that I decided to watch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch both these. Maybe I'll talk about both of them. But no, it turns out I only want to talk about one and completely forget that I've even heard of the second one. <laughs> <laughs> because holy fuck did I hate one of them. But I did enjoy the other one. Well, th- tell us the one you hate. Well, Come on. well uh, the two movies I saw were <laughs> Taxi Driver and Pulp Fiction. Mm. And I'll let you guys stew on which one did I like? Which one? I hated Taxi Driver. Fuck that movie. And I <laughs> never want to talk about it again, ever. Because we we'll never make you. Holy fuck! I mean, obviously there are, there are projects that you know are pretty self-important and like take themselves way too seriously. But man, oh man, I don't think I've ever seen anything deep throat its own cock as much as Taxi Driver. Well. Did. God damn it, fuck this movie. And that's all I really want to say about it because I, I literally never want to think about this movie again. That's enough. And, <laughs> and you know what? That, that wasn't even the final uh, year. No, it's not. There's one more coming later. There is. I don't, and it's just a peeve. It's not a full-on hatred. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to pet it. I mean, all right, great acting, obviously, yeah. and whatever. And it, Yeah, Scorsese's like, I don't know. I, I don't think he's for everyone. Right. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen other Scorsese movies that I've enjoyed. I mean, I like The Godfather, and I mm-hmm. like you know Scarface and shit like that. But, yeah, not, not that, Taxi that Driver. That particular one. Right. Not, not that one at all. So, so pu- Pulp Fiction. Process of Elimination, Pulp Fiction is the one I enjoyed. Nice. You know, Quentin Tarantino, 1994. Uh, starring a whole bunch of freaking. This cast was pretty awesome. Uh, oh, we yeah. got um, we got Tim Roth. We got Amanda Plummer. We've got John Travolta, obviously Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, let's see John Travolta of the I don't know where I am or what I'm doing meme. <laughs> yeah, right. Bing Rames, Bruce Willis, of course. Uh, Uma Thurman. Just, just uh, man, just a great cast in that movie. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Yeah, who was also in Taxi Driver by chance. All right, no, that's really the last I want to talk about. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey Keitel was awesome in Taxi Driver, though. He always is. Yeah, he is. He always is awesome in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Always. And uh, the thing about this movie is, like, I was I was kind of fearing that this would be another super pretentious movie, and it, not really pretentious. I mean, it does take itself seriously at times, but it does it, it does poke fun at itself. I think it, it's kind of self-aware at points. It's like, all right, when you're self-aware... Self-aware is the best aware, I think. And I agree. When you when you are that to a point, I can I can like tolerate it a lot more. When right, she drew it? when she drew the square in the air, you're like, okay, movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I gotcha. It's like okay, you've got all this like you know kind of you know very uh, theological shit going on, and then all of a sudden a wallet that says "bad motherfucker." You know, <laughs> so, right? Yeah. It sets up a lot of tension in yeah. these moments that are building, and you think it's going to be you know really dramatic, and mm. then there's just like a random gag or a joke like yeah. halfway through it, and it's just and it, it constantly keeps yeah. like you know ebbing and flowing. And this there. movie, uh, especially for like the '90s, it had like a weird, I guess not weird, just a, an unusual way it presented itself because it was more like it wasn't like one story; it was mm-hmm. like three or four stories intertwined. Right. Right. Yeah, the timeline's all jumbled up. Yeah, because it goes from like, almost like the ending first, mm-hmm. then like parts of the middle, then it goes back to where it started. But then you like, some of the characters from the middle come, you know, obviously it all does intertwine, but not in the way you'd expect. Right. And which I, I enjoyed. I mean, usually, <clears> like I said, I'm kind of glad I saw this more recently because if I saw this Back in 94 or in the 90s, when it first came out, I probably wouldn't have cared as much. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, whatever, this movie, fuck it, I don't care. It's not doesn't make sense because my 
brain is not not as good now, but it was less. You're good just so then. much more tolerant. Now. I am. I'm just. I'm just too old and tired to hate things as much <laughs> as I did. Not more tolerant. I'm just too old. <laughs> I'm just too old to give <laughs> as much of a shit. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, you've seen the movie Trick or Treat, right? I don't believe I have actually. With Sam, that mm. little trick or treat dude. Um, no. Oh, okay. It it does the same thing. Okay. Uh, it to to the point where it's like exact. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, but you know uh, things are out of order, and you see scenes uh, from different perspectives. Okay. Yeah. In other scenes. Yeah. You know, like might be going on in the background or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So that's that's sort of like a. That's that's that kind of pulp fictiony cool. thing. I don't know. I don't know where that exactly or, originated from. Right. I know that Tarantino's whole bag is he steals everything from everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I, I kind of feel like he probably didn't come up with that. But maybe not. Uh, I do think it popularized it for a modern audience. True, and sure, definitely put him on the map because I think that was only his yes. second like big movie at the time. Yep, Reservoir Dogs. I think was the only thing he I, did I believe, first. I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another I movie did. that also does that is Bad Times at the El Royale. Which okay, is from uh, 2018. It's a Drew Goddard movie. Okay. But um, it has a, a really great cast. And mm-hmm. when I watched that, I thought a lot about Pulp Fiction because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it does achieve that same thing, which that's I think cool. is great when yeah. it's done well, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, and the thing about Pulp Fiction, it, it wasn't really as much plot driven. It was, was just character development. Yeah. A lot of good dialogue. Yeah, dialogue yeah. Lots of great so, dialogue. That's and it's deal. like and a lot of these conversations and like in any other movie, I just think it, it's just fluff. I'm like, why, why are they even talking about this? But it's because they're just... It's just you're getting to know the characters. And right. like I said, any other movie, I'd be like, fuck this. This is Nothing's garbage. Nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in this movie, it gets away with it because it's just like, all right, you just... The characters are developed so well in this. It's right. like, it, it's fine. Right. You can hear friggin' Vincent and, and um, Jules talk about fucking McDonald's in France for like you know 20 minutes. It, it's fine. Yeah. Who cares? Big or, Mac. You know what a pilot of a TV show is? I mean, yes, everyone knows, but I don't care. Talk about it because the interaction between those characters are so awesome. Yeah. I could, it could literally be like a, a bunch of like, you know, either smaller TV shows or just, or just more of just them two interacting and it's just fine because mm-hmm. those two just were so worked so well together. Yeah. I've never been like uh, one to to throw the word genius around for mm. you know uh, arti- artistic pe- type people. Right. You know, I mean, at this point, I, it's so overused. Yeah, and I definitely am not that big of a Tarantino fan. Right. I definitely wouldn't straight out call him a genius. I think that's right. ridiculous. But but though there is something, there are some decisions that it's just like, how on earth did you know to put John Travolta right and Sam L. J. Yeah, it's like I mean those two. Those that makes no sense tight, on paper, right? Exactly at all, at all. Even in that type of movie for right. John Travolta, makes no sense at all, right? Because what and, was he known for at the time? <clears throat> Greece. What? Well, I mean, yeah, he, he was welcome famous. back, Kata. Back in the day for being up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> that was kind of Andrew Dice Clay a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, he talked like this, just was, like Ashes and Joan Crawford. <laughs> I don't know. It's the only thing I got tonight. It was one of John Travolta's like seven renaissances. Yes. Renaissance. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a dancing guy. He was a yes. Saturday Night Fever and yep. uh, Welcome Back, Cotter and stuff yeah. in Greece. But uh, Song and Dance Man, definitely not a badass gangster. That is for damn sure. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think his uh, his resurgence was like, look who's talking. He, he hadn't okay, done anything yeah. in a really long time before right. that. Yeah. And then he was in like a bunch of movies in the 90s. And he mm-hmm. did technically get to do a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, Pulp Fiction, I think many people would say is like his movie of the 90s. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. want to know what a five dollar milkshake tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> so funny now. Now yeah. like, that's that's average. That's price. the norm. Yeah, that is average price. I know. But back in '94, man, I that was like, 
I mean, it's good. I don't know if it's worth five dollars. <laughs> five dollar milkshake. And of course, Samuel L. Jackson is just pretty he's, much he's awesome just, in everything. Yeah, he firing does. all he's cylinders, right. just killing it. It's so good. And you will know my name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so just. Just, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it a lot, oh, a lot more than nice. I thought I would. So I'm, I'm glad I got a got a chance to finally check it out and and check it out when I did. Because like I said, because if I saw this when I was younger, I I, I don't think I would have appreciated mm-hmm. it nearly as much as I do. Nice. And of course, Harvey Keitel as the wolf is like probably my favorite character, even though he's barely in it. He's uh, I just loved the scene he was in. Mm-hmm, me too. It's the like you know, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, like you know, when John Travolta is just asking just no, oh, just say please, like yeah, can you pretty please put sugar on top, clean the fucking car, or something <laughs> to that effect, that just cracked me up. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's I'm pretty sure like there's there's a rumor that I don't know if it's a rumor if it's it's proven or whatever, but, but the movie The Professional, uh, which has like a very young uh, Natalie Portman, I'm pretty sure Harvey Keitel plays the same character. Oh, okay. In that movie, all right. I'm uh, not, not familiar with the movie, so I but I think oh, that neat. he's not named. It's just that he is a cleaner who does the exact same thing and looks exactly the same way, but they don't name him. And I guess you're supposed to be able to think that it's the same character. Okay. All right. And I think that's They left it ambiguous, but part of Tarantino being Tarantino. Right. Okay. Or he just, he just is constantly playing homage to everything at all times. I can't, can't forget to mention Christopher Walken and talking about about the ass watch. (laughs) Yeah. The, Oh, the ass watch. A uh, five years up his ass. <laughs> he, that guy, <laughs> that guy had a swamp ass of the watch. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he's gonna uh, watch his ass. But mm. and then of course you know Bruce Willis is you know the boxer Butch. Butch, uh, what does that name? Uh, we're from America, sweetheart. Our names don't mean shit. <laughs> uh, I never forgot that scene uh, when he was in like the rape dungeon and he's oh, just gonna yeah. leave and, and Ving Rhames yeah yeah Ving Rhames has been like gunning for his ass yeah he is gonna kill him so he, fucking hard yep. except that they both got captured at the same time and right. forced into this rape dungeon yeah and uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend uh, yeah now. and he cannot fucking leave him there right yeah and he exactly. turns around he's like wow i hate this guy but holy this shit. guy is literally right. was going to kill right. me this morning oh yeah and i got to see the movie where i got like eight trillion like you know quotes that i've heard uh-huh. since 94 i now i've seen the movie that they all go to like right i'm pretty fucking far from okay yeah i mean i've heard the. i mean yeah. I, people have told me about the scene i knew what the scene was about i just never seen the scene mm-hmm. And holy fuck, yeah, how could you be anywhere near okay after that? I'm pretty fucking far from okay. I'm pretty fucking, yeah. I don't blame you for being pretty fucking far from okay. You know what, Ving? I'm with you. Yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, oh, awesome movie. So, I mean, cool. everyone else has pretty much already seen it. But if you haven't, and uh, you're like me, just for some reason slipped your radar, yeah. get a new radar and watch this movie. So I, I'm actually curious before I move on. Okay. Um, so Tarantino movies in general, have right. you seen many? I've seen a few. Not not a, not a lot. I mean, I've seen Reservoir Dogs. Okay. I've seen From Dust Till Dawn. I'm sure well, I've technically seen... Technically, was, that's oh. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, oh okay. He is my apologies. in that. Okay, okay. Uh, name a few others because I don't know a whole ton off the top of my well, head. Kill Bill. I've, all right, yeah, Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2 I've Hateful seen. Hateful Eight. I have not seen that. Django I, Unchained. I have not seen that. I have not Jackie seen Brown. Jackie Brown. Nope. Um, Glorious Bastards. I've seen Inglorious Bastards, Bastards yeah. and I mean, I've, out of the ones I've we've read a lot, the ones I've seen, I've liked. So, mm. yeah, I really like Django Unchained a lot. I've heard um, that was pretty good. I do want to. Uh, I, I like the that Hateful Eight, but man, it was so long; it just drove yeah. me nuts. Yeah, I really felt like you know, because at this point, I feel like he 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 does. He does veer into that, like, you know, cinematic masturbation territory. Right, yeah, yeah, totally, he does. Um, you know, and that was like, e- Cine yeah. masturbation? Yeah, cinema <laughs> masturbation, of course. Oh, my God, that should be a podcast. It probably is. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, uh, <laughs> Cinemassacre, huh, right. whatever. Yeah, uh, Cinemasturbation. That's right. that's my channel. Um, <laughs> anyway, but Get yeah, off on it was it. it was good. It does have the uh, the greatest mustache of all time, who, which is of course no surprise on Kurt Russell. Wow. I mean, okay. there's no yep. surprise. Yeah. But if you if you like wanted to see the big fucking grizzly bear that gave birth to the mustache that Kurt Russell wears in Tombstone. It's in this movie. Okay. So, just saying. Okay, cool. Awesome. And I know one other thing before I go. Uh, fuck Taxi Driver. Fuck Taxi Driver. Fuck Taxi Driver. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it once. I didn't, like, love it, but uh, I didn't, I, I didn't I didn't I've never it. seen it, but I want to watch it now because of how much I mean, much everyone else it. loves it, so obviously yeah. my opinion is going to be, like, No, you know, but I, I'm extra one. curious now because I mean, I definitely want, check it out. Yeah. I can't. I, I, yeah. I, I want to get into the habit of never saying don't watch this movie unless it's just just so bad it's like why, why would anyone like this I mean like human centipede yeah exactly yeah, oh, stuff like that but that's just like no, or like human to. centipede yeah. second sequence actually kind of like a, a one like another actually bad side bad, effect though. of taxi drivers i heard the new joker movie kind of borrows from that structure and now I, I was kind of interested in seeing the joker movie at some point now i'm like not you're at not all. gonna see it at all i i still might <clears throat> see it but i was like oh yeah none of us have actually seen the joker for so what it's worth. Right. The, the Joaquin, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Jacquem Phonix. Actually, my favorite <laughs> Scorsese movie is not a popular one at all. I really loved Shutter Island. Haven't seen I that loved one. Yeah, that's that. a cool movie. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't super well received at all, like right. by his fans or anything. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean know. I don't I don't have like a you know predisposed uh, predisposed hatred for mm-hmm. Scorsese or anything. I just I just didn't like this movie in particular. Right. I guess I guess I'm just saying like I don't know. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of stuff. No, I, I hear you. Really? I'm not either, obviously. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, good acting. It's, it's one oh, of yeah. those things. Oh, it's yeah. It's one of those that, things, like, like you said, you did say that, yeah. you know, to be fair. But, like, I mean, it's it's freaking crazy good acting. And, you know, yeah. it's got that, you know, I mean, that scene of De Niro in the mirror. Mm. You're talking to me. Yeah, yep, yep, that class, no that's around. classic. I mean, yep. you know, it's like, you know, you finally get to see that. If nothing else, it's like got to be surreal at this right. point. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that is just just such an iconic thing. It totally is, right. I mean, like you were saying with, with Pulp Fiction. Yep. Uh, <laughs> pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and like um the, the father that reads the letter to Robert De Niro's character after he's like, "Quote unquote," rescues rescues his daughter, or you know, gets her back home mm-hmm. out of the uh, the clutches of the, the Jodie Foster. Yeah, the uh, very young Jodie Foster. It's like, did this guy like literally learn how to read like fifteen minutes ago? Oh, Holy crap! It's got to be the worst reading of <laughs> anything I've ever heard. My God! Guy, I mean, I thought I read terribly. This guy's better than uh, worse than Doctor Wiley and Mega Man oh, Eight. I mean, God, he's almost Doctor Light. Like, was he in the Phantom Menace as a principal? Like, yeah, who is this guy? it's like uh, I mean, I'm gonna try to like. Stylize it. It's like, okay. Um, I am your host, parentheses name, and with me as always are my funny adjective cohorts. And it's it's just it's actually worse than that. I'm trying to be bad. It, it's oh my god. You like, know what? You're just so good. No, that it hurts. That that's all to get to be that bad. It's like you can't even fathom. Oh, it's it's like it's, if Picasso tried to to draw bad. Oh, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he was yeah. good at that too. Fuck. Right, right. So I guess I ended that. up talking about Taxi Driver a little bit. Oh, rock on! Yeah, I don't know what the hell was that was. A, that was a car. Okay, that just drove by. Yeah, a car that all sounded right. like a YouTube ad. That, I think hmm. my uh, my that was a good one. Offering is all well, set. 
Well done, Berm. Thank you. Way to expand your horizons. That's very, very cool. Good on you, mate. Good on you. It was partially fun and partially not fun. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) It was half and half. Glad you recovered. Yes. It was was quite quite the range of of emotions there. (laughs) Anyway, who's going to take the torch now? Torch now? I'll take the torch. Torch it. I'll I'll torch it. Uh, So I watched uh, Top Gun. I, oh, cool. I, I took the highway to the danger zone, <laughs> and, you know, I made it back alive. Nice. Uh, you know, I feel like the movie was very quintessential of the time period. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like part and parcel, bread and butter of the 80s, and yep. everyone knows this movie, and everybody knows about Goose, and you have mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, you know, referencing Goose with the, the flurkin, you know, naming the cat Goose and shit. The and, flurkin cat. And uh, <laughs> that flurkin cat. And uh, and so yeah, I mean the movie is just like kind of one of those timeless classics. But I had never seen it, mm-hmm. and so I wanted Perfect. to uh, I wanted to go check it out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would say that the movie is a perfectly good movie. Um, I don't think that it's like anything to write home about, though. I would say that it's up. Oh, shit, I'm gonna put my pen down. Yeah, yeah. I was about I w- to write home. Yeah, about I, w- it. I would. I would keep. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I mean, you can't dear home. You don't have to change what you were gonna do just because eight bit alchemy said not. I, to. I, I trust his judgment, though. Yeah, he, I wouldn't. I wouldn't write. He's home a good about judger. It. Yeah. So, dear home, this is this is me. Dear home, this is me not telling you. This about is your residence. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this plane movie. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot of plain shit. Like it's mostly there. There's a, f- a few, you know, key larger scenes of you know character development, but there is uh, there's a lot of just like you know jet fighter sequences, and there's actually a lot of jargon thrown around that I didn't understand, and I was constantly googling stuff just so I knew what they were talking about. Like they never explained anything about like what a hard deck is, or like buzzing the the watchtower, and like why that wasn't okay, and just there's a lot of things that were like flight pilot know-how that i i just felt like i was out of the loop on and i'm like i don't know maybe maybe more people know shit about this but i had no clue um but needless to say it was a solid movie i mean it was it was fun it it had its highs and lows you know it had it's definitely a lot of steamy steam a lot mm, of steamy steam yep. there's some um, volleyball thrown in there mm-hmm. yeah there was a mm-hmm. gratuitous volleyball scene which i literally just like looked at my phone throughout because i'm like this is <laughs> legitimately just eye candy for women so cool um and i was not just women Fair, so, you know, yeah, fair. Anyone who's into that, yeah. right? Anyone yeah, who whoever, likes whoever volleyball TV. enthusiasts, exactly. <laughs> yes, sure. yes. All of the things I'm not. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so I needlessly did not care for that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the the movie had, I think, the the strongest part was just the relationship between the characters. You know, between Goose and Maverick was really strong, and like the camaraderie that they had with all the different pilots and stuff like that. And I think the the growth over the course of the movie, uh, you know, how like Val Kilmer's character, you know, Iceman, ends up coming around and he and, cometh. He he does cometh. I mean, he and he, he goeseth. He starts the movie as like you know the douchebag guy who's given Tom Cruise a hard time, but I think that you know the whole time he's giving him a hard time for a good reason. It's right. because Maverick is a super reckless. Oh yeah, hot shot. It's totally like the Karate Kid thing. It, yeah. Well. Mm, is it? I yeah. Mean, Cobra, I mean, Kai, Cobra Kai were douchebags. Well, yeah, but Johnny is, like, presented as the bad guy when, in fact, like, Daniel's, like, a total fucking pissant who needs to get his ass beat. Right. But 
I think that in the Karate so Kid in this case, movie, like Tom Cruise the, is the pissant. The Cobra Kai guys were were dicks, and not for a dicks. good reason. They were just dicks. Did they Ice fight Man with themselves? Was a dick for a good reason. He was the dick because fucking Maverick is is over here being a terrible pilot. And like, there's you know, if you're gonna have a wingman, you don't right. want a wingman who's gonna like yeah. half obey the rules yeah. half the time. Right. To go back a few seconds, I mean, Cobra Kai weren't fighting with their dicks; they were fighting as dicks. As dicks. Yes. Right. Okay. They were role playing okay. as dicks. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, with their, with their uh, Richards. Yes, all of the Charles. So <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of really all there is to say. That you know, it's sort of a simple movie. Uh, the soundtrack's phenomenal. I mean, it is, regardless of Highway to the Danger Zone. All the original yeah. score in that movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a lot, like, of, a lot it's of sexy sax. All mm. it's it's all like guitar and like yeah. '80s synth and just like rock fucking, out with your cock. Yeah. Yeah. Am I wrong <laughs> about the sax? I yeah, there like, there was not like, like a ton of sax. It was like Lethal a, was lot there. Of, a lot of sax. A lot yeah. of really right. like strong guitar melodies hmm. and yeah. just. Every scene had an awesome, memorable theme that I've heard before, and you know maybe didn't even realize it was from Top Gun. So that was great. Um, there's the cinematography is incredible. You know how much they're able to film the jet fighters doing all the shit. Like it's all original footage and everything. Um, it's just I, I think it got to a point where it was. A little more jet stuff than I maybe needed. <laughs> maybe needed. Yeah, it was really more like I I don't super need to see them more doing flying yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I, I got it. Another um, volleyball scene. Oh, God. oh the mm-hmm. third that, one. That's not what I meant by no by more stuff that's not jets. Right. Um, so so I have <clears throat> I I have a question for you, Eight Bit. Yes. So. As a as a person who has previously seen the parody movie of this movie, <laughs> how shots. do you feel about Hot Shots? Does it enhance Hot Shots for you in any way? I haven't seen Hot Shots in so long. I don't really have an answer for that. Like I would have to rewatch Hot Shots in order to appreciate that. Um, because I saw Hot Shots probably well over ten years ago, and I I remember thinking it was funny, but I don't have like any context for how it relates gotcha. to so, Top Gun. So we should watch Hot Shots. We totally should again and yeah. uh, and see what your opinion is on it. After getting I, mean, I would imagine it could only enhance it. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> right. I had seen Hot Shots way before I saw Top Gun. In fact, yeah. I mean, I saw Top Gun in like you know college, like twenty years ago. But like you know. It, way after I saw Hot Shots a million times, mm-hmm. so I thought it was funny seeing all the all the characters who the other characters were spoofing and all the right. situations and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And so. you know the sex scene in in Hot Shots is so funny. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It's so fucking funny. Oh my ridiculous. god! But but when you see the real one, it's like oh my god, it's so long. It's so it long. Sure it is. sure is. Yeah. Oh my god, is it? Ever. It's drawn out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and his was, dick is huge too. I wouldn't know. I, I, I dick. I'm not guessing. Huge. I don't think they've. They seen don't it. show it in the movie. Yeah, they don't show it. You're just guessing. So I am I wouldn't totally know. guessing. Yeah. Hoping, guessing, yeah. wishing. Ass, I mean, you know what they say about assuming. you know what they say about short guys. Uh, they dress like Uma Thurman. Yes. Okay. They always. That's say what I thought. That's, yeah. that's the phrase. I believe yeah. that's the phrase. Yeah. That's what they say. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they have uh, they have feet that Quentin Tarantino just wants to film. Apparently. That's what they say about short guys. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. Cool. So cool. I'm wondering, Joe, have you seen Top Gun? Because I know you were a fan of. Uh, of uh, hot you shots. know, I don't recall. I don't want to say yes. And I don't want to say no. I you don't recall. If you're I don't gonna recall. say no. 
I'm just saying. Say I guess maybe. that's as good as no. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I'm gonna say probably. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm gonna say question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have an upward inflection. <laughs> Up talker. Uh, uh, all right, uh, so yeah, so, cool. so uh, okay. I'm all set. The next torch bearer. So yeah, who wants to bear? Bear uh, that torch. Let's see. Are, are are you negative? Are you positive, Mister Nintendo? I am in between. You're in between. All right. Well, he's a I'll go goddamn last. fence sitter. <clears throat> I'll, I'll go not, last because oh. I liked mine. So. Okay. I didn't so dislike mine. Right. I just didn't think it was great. Right. Like I, like it's right. a good movie. I don't well, think it's like worthy uh, of being a. Classic. I a hundred percent. So we're gonna have a mediocre meat sandwich with a happy happy yes. buns. Yes, happy mm. buns. happy buns. Okay. <laughs> High five for being the buns. Woo! Yeah. Um, I a hundred percent agree on Top Gun. By the yeah. way, yeah. I I always thought it was yeah. fine. Yeah, I liked it, but I didn't love it. But I mean, there are a lot of fun. people who love that. Right. Oh, yeah. worship it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But anyway, what Lana. you got intend? Lana. Lana. Danger zone. Danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> little Archer reference. <laughs> so the 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 movie I I picked was um, Dances with Wolves, and oh. the huh. reason why I picked this movie is because it's seventeen hours long and you were oh bored my one day. God, <laughs> it's, it's really long. Yes, it is. It's three hours too long. Um, is it really three hours? It's long? three hours long. Yeah, it's super long. Um, so far, this doesn't sound uh, in, you know in the middle. It's, it's only <laughs> one. Reason. It's actually three hours and fifty six minutes long. Oh Holy my god, I did not shit. remember it being that long. It's oh known god. as I've never seen this movie. Now I know a couple times. Yeah. Um. So the reason why I wanted to see this movie is because supposedly I hate myself. Supposedly, <laughs> it's based on one of my ancestors. Oh, okay. Uh. The the character's name is uh, Lieutenant John Dunbar, and uh, played by Kevin Costner, which is the main reason why I st- stayed away from this movie, because I fucking hate Kevin Costner. I think he's a fucking <laughs> terrible actor. I don't know how he got to be as successful as he is as an actor. Fucking terrible. He's pretty vanilla. Oh, in this movie, it's like one tone throughout the I mean, entire movie. That's not just this movie. It's, I mean, <laughs> I mean everything shtick. he's done, but like th- fucking three to four hours of that yeah. is a bit much. Of yeah. vanilla. I mean, yeah. you know, try drinking a vanilla milkshake for four hours. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to fucking hate vanilla. You are vanilla going to milkshake. hate yourself and vanilla. Right. And every cup is $5. Right. Right. I mean, he he, he did like some uh, narration, too, throughout the movie, and he literally sounded like, Welcome back aboard, everyone. All right, we've asked you this. We've asked part of this question. It's like, oh my god, do you have any goddamn emotion? <laughs> Fucking reflect. Yes, Holy I have fuck. emotion. <clears throat> I just anyways, choose not to use it. I could stop at any moment. But anyways, the movie itself was fine. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was fine. It's uh, it's this uh, the Western movie. Uh, it's about Kevin Costner, who was in a, uh, he was in the Civil War, um, he was injured and he was about to get his leg amputated, and uh, and he couldn't deal with it, so he like escaped from the the uh, the medical facility, and uh, and he tried to commit suicide by riding out on a horse in a line of fire, and somehow he survived, like 
No, everyone missed. Divine him. intervention. Divine intervention. <laughs> and like, then, no, force man. majeure. And then he's just like, well, whatever. They they sent him somewhere uh, to some pose to where it was just him. And uh, he that's came, a good he, thing to do with someone who's suicidal. Yeah, just put him away, away yeah. from like all the violence and whatever. Um, so he comes across these these uh, uh, Indians, the Sioux Indians, and uh, from what Americans. he was told, these people were bad. These people Savages. are super bad, and then barely he, even human. And he comes to find out that they're not even close to being as bad as what he was told. So he kind of like befriended them. He learned their language. They Started learned calling his. Native Americans, right? He was all right. Sensey. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's pretty much anything. He nice. falls in love. He falls in love with a white woman who is adopted by these Sioux Indians. I haven't seen this movie in a million years, and I remember her name. Prances with goats. Do you remember her name? Oh, I've never seen the movie, so I couldn't tell you. Stands oh, with a fist. Stands with fist. Yes, that's right. For some with reason, that freaking nugget of, of information just never left my brain. I don't <laughs> know why. Yeah, and she was the uh, she you. was the she was Bill Pullman's wife in the in Independence Day, the president's wife who okay. dies right in the plane crash. For some reason, it's like oh, it stands with the fist. Right, and I think <laughs> she was also in the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Okay, I did not I, see I, I that. Think, I think I could be wrong. I did not draw um, that. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so I, I I remember back in the day, like I made like a big deal about it. like, oh, this movie is about my ancestor. Oh, it's so awesome! My grandmother told me that this is based on my my grandfather's great uncle or whatever. And then I asked my parents like back, right before doing this this episode, and uh, they're like, no, it's we have no way of knowing because Dunbar is such a common last name. Like, right. like how are we to prove. That we're this relative. Right. You know, so it's just really, it's all fucked up. But anyways. It's all in the crapper. It's all, it's all in the crapper. My life is a lie. Yeah, pretty much. I based my entire life around my relationship so, to the guy who dances with wolves. Right. So. <laughs> this movie I never saw. Ugh. So, and this movie is based on the book of the same name, which was released a year or two years before the movie came out. So have I you read all four hours of the book? Uh, <laughs> I have not read all 16 hours of the book. Oh, Sad. Because that's Sad. about as long as it would take me to read the book. <laughs> it it is funny to, to hear you call it a Western because... I it's guess, actually categorized as a Western. Yeah, Western but I don't, yeah. I don't see it as a Western. Maybe because of yeah, the whole Indian thing? I don't it know. It kind of sounds like The Last Samurai. It just, it just feels like yes. it's, it is set then. You know, but yeah, it's very similar to that. There is a connotation to the to the word western when mm-hmm. you're talking about a genre. This doesn't feel like a western at all. It, it feels like a drama set in the west. Yeah. Well, those were the two. <laughs> I looked it up on Google and it said drama slash epic western. So yeah. you nailed it, epic kid. Epic western. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. For, no, you epic can call western it that. is a genre yeah. I didn't even know existed. Is it like epic symphonic western? <laughs> like epic symphonic prog Hollywood death, westerns? Death western? I don't know. Mongolian death westerns. I want to see that. Um, Tell me about yeah. it. Mongolian death Teach metal. Me. Teach me about Mongolian death that. westerns. I don't know, but westerns. Oh western, well, you know, I, you western know, slop. I applaud. <laughs> I applaud you, Joe, for, I definitely for sitting through that because that, that's a big. Obviously, watch. you know, you, you know, maybe not everybody knows you're not the biggest movie fan. I'm not. 
And I'm very uh, picky with you like movies. small movies, and you like yeah. certain types of movies. You know, you don't watch like these big dramas, and so I mean, that's that's like really, really outside the box, way out the comfort it zone. Right. I've uh, wanted to so, see that movie you know, for a long time. Uh, uh, that movie and um, oh, what's the uh, Last of the Mohicans? I've never seen that. Those are two of those like. Epic movies mm-hmm. that are related to Native American culture. And that, that was like I, the like, first really Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, and like when before that, nobody knew who he was. Yeah, right. and so I actually, mm-hmm. uh, when I bought Top Gun to watch for this, I also bought Last of the Mohicans at the same time because they were like three bucks each at Best Buy. So I almost did Last of the Mohicans, but Dance with Wolves was another yeah. one I thought about. But that, yeah, so I mean. Mm-hmm. I, Unfortunately, it sounds like it's a movie that's called an epic only because of the length it's of the long, movie and not right. because, of, because of the scale. Right. That does that does happen. That totally. is very true. It's like yeah. Oliver Twist. It's like, is yeah. that an epic because it's an epic or is it just uh, it's, because it's literally 18 hours? Because it's a grandiose story. It's just because, yeah, because it's like, oh, it's 327 minutes long. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I you know, haven't seen Dance with Wolves in a long time. I think probably since high school. Uh, so like the '90s, but I I did I did like it, um, and I did see it more than once. <clears throat> I know what you're saying about Kevin Costner; he's very bland, um, for sure. Like in everything, pretty much, basically everything except for Silverado. For some reason, like he's like the cool, funny guy in that, and it's he's so young. But um, but I don't know. I mean, that's a Western Western, but like th- this is more like you know this 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 sweeping epic thing that he sort of became known for i think he sort of tried to 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 recapture i felt like he only made long movies after this movie mm. you know i mean he did like i don't know Waterworld's really long the postman's really long um i don't know if robin hood's long or not but it it, it i don't know it's it's uh it was definitely a, a popular what was that uh, movie the other movie that that he did where uh he built like a like a baseball field of dreams i actually thought that was cool. i do yeah that one i do yep. like i yeah. like that one if you build it see i think that he's he's bland but I, there's something like soothing about him he like, works I don't, well I don't in like a him. like i'm a kid's Everyman. baseball coach yeah mm-hmm. Like you know, like the rookie, you know, like like that. Movie. But he is so bland. He really uh, is. Like, oh boy, he's just such a dad. But you know, I mean, I actually kind of liked him in as as Superman's dad in Man of Steel. Um, I didn't like his decisions. <laughs> I can't blame Kevin Costner for right dumb decisions that the the character made. Right. right. <laughs> no, Superman, don't save me. I know it only takes you one second, but like, no, just don't, because you have to have a tragic backstory. It's okay, son. <laughs> it's not better. this way. It's not. Just let me have this. Let me have <laughs> this. Let me have this giving you a tragic backstory thing. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superman ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR returns. We hope you have a super time. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be eating cereals. And it's gonna be really crunchy. We're gonna we're gonna start with puffed rice. Cereal mukbang. We're gonna start with puffed rice oh. and move directly into grape nuts. Cereal mukbang. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Oh, Glad shit. you know about mukbang. Dances with wolves. All right, my. Uh, hey, we are off to parasite Steve now. Uh, very Thank much. You, Nintendo, by uh, very uh, similar, but not exactly the same as you, Boss Rush. I I picked a movie. Uh, I'll, I'll mention it. Uh, I picked a movie, I watched it, and then I decided to go with a different movie. And, okay. Uh, unlike you, I didn't 
dislike the first movie. I just felt like I didn't have anything much to say about it. Okay. Um, the first movie I picked uh, was a movie I've I've wanted to see for a long time. Um, the Maltese Falcon. Okay. Starring Humphrey Bogart. Yep. Um, not sure what year it is, actually. I don't have that up. It's it's in the 40s. Um, yeah. Early 40s, I think. Um, <clears throat> it was... Um, it was a, a very good movie. I I, I enjoyed it. it right. It's, it was entertaining. It's, it's bogey being bogey, right. as you assume. It's it's the quintessential '40s noir, mm-hmm. um, detective, hard-boiled detective type story. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I I found it sort of hard to like any of the characters. Right. Um, yeah, I have seen this before, and I yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you a thing about it because I don't really remember anything specific mm-hmm. except there's a Maltese Falcon in it. There is a Maltese Falcon. <laughs> or, Hence the or name. Or is there? <laughs> Yeah, uh, true. yeah. There, there, there ends up. It ends up like you know, not being what you think. But right, like, true. It, it, um, it was a good movie. I yeah. liked it, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I have, I have much to say other than that. Right. So I'm happy I saw it. Mm. Um, uh, I would talk about this next. This, this, I'm going to mention just really briefly. I saw last year. Um, I just felt like it was too long ago. I wanted to watch something now for this, but I did see uh, the Treasure of Sierra Madre. Uh, at the theater, there's actually a theater um, by my house in, in Clinton, Massachusetts, and they actually play like old stuff once in a while. That's and cool. um, uh, they do like a summer series of old movies, and they always start with Jaws, and then they play like random stuff. And I got to see that with my wife, and um, and and Sierra Madre was awesome. I loved it. It was really really long. Uh, Bogey mm. was not typically the way he like you think he always is. Right. Uh, I mean, he does he does talk the way he talks. Mm-hmm. But um, he was a he was a complete piece of shit in that movie. Oh. Um, you know, it was it was a uh, it was uh, he was a total, it was awesome total feces. Um, and and that movie was where uh, the very famous <laughs> line that has been riffed in everything, including our beloved UHF. I never knew what it was from, but uh, badges. We, we don't, don't need no stinking badges. badges. Yep. That's from Treasure of Sierra Madre. Oh, okay, uh, but anyway. Um, that's that I saw it too long ago. I'm like, ah, I got to be uh, more fresh with something. So I did just watch this movie. And because I was kind of waffling, uh, there was a comment on the board by our buddy Derek, Derek Lofstrom. And uh, he did actually mention, he's like, hey, man, uh, are you going to do this movie that I suggested you had to see? And then you saw. Uh, so I'll do that movie. And that movie was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Oh, okay. Um, so that was um, from 1974, directed by Toby Hooper and starring Marilyn Burns and, of course, uh, Gunnar Hansen as the original Leatherface. Now, this is a movie that, um, you know, I'm a big horror fan of, you know, of the group. I'm I'm the definitely, like, the biggest horror fan, I think, of, the, of us four. And I... It, it is weird. It, I've, I've long thought that it was weird that I had never seen this movie. And I don't know. I, I don't know why it escaped me. I just part of me kind of just didn't want to see it. And and I don't know. But I had seen like the remakes like the, there was the, the remake, the first remake. I don't know, the one with Jessica Biel. I'm not sure what year that came out to like 03 or something like that. Yeah. I actually really, really like that movie. I think it was a fantastic remake. I I love it actually. Yeah, it was I, I it was it. really good. And then that had a, a sequel that was actually a prequel, and I loved that too. It was Texas Chainsaw: The Beginning, and then I know it's been rebooted again, and it's I think it's just called Leatherface or something. I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen any of the like original sequels, like the two, three, New Beginning, or any of that stuff, whatever it is. But you know, I figured like let's go back and see the original. 
And I have to say, I really liked it. Cool. Um, it was it was an incredibly effective movie. Um, so, have you guys seen this movie, the original? No, no. I remember seeing parts of it, and not really. I mean, I like horror. Sometimes I'm not a huge horror movie mm-hmm. fan, so I just no, I just wasn't into it at the time. So mm-hmm. I and I really haven't tried to go back to it since. And this is I'm guessing at least 20, 25 years ago, the first time I even tried to watch it. Mm-hmm. So. It's been a it's been it's been a minute, right? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like slasher movies are like not really my thing. So it's funny because slasher movies are not really my thing either, and that was kind of sort of what I always hid behind, I guess, uh, for my justification for not seeing this movie for so long. Um, like you know, when people say like they're they're you know horror renaissance, a lot of people go back to the '80s at this point. A lot of people will say, oh well, you know, their their horror Mount Rushmore is like you know Freddy Jason. Leatherface, Michael Myers, that kind of thing. Like all the slasher guys are not my favorite. They're all not my favorite. I like them, but I don't love them. Right. Like for horror, I like monsters. I like supernatural. I like you know if if it's a person, it's got to be like a like an old dark house, like a murder mystery sort of a thing. But like if it's just a a guy who stabs people and and it's it's the cast is all teenagers that you're just gonna. Pick you know, off one by one. Pick, you know, you get to meet. You, you you spend the first twenty minutes getting to know them, and you can't stand getting them. Getting to and hate then they, them. And then, yeah, and then they all die one at a time. It's like it's not my thing. There's always like the final girl at the end. And yeah, I don't know. It's 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 okay. Um, there are certain ones that I like, and you know, I do like the characters. I mean, I like you know the the the, the villains. I mean, like you know, sure, Jason's awesome. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yep. like Freddy's fun. You know, like yep. for sure. Um, but there was there was something uh, about that remake that I did. I liked the the story that they gave to the to the family, how nuts they were. So I wasn't sure, like you know, how much of that was invented and how much was taken from the original. And the original, uh, you know, honestly, it's it's very gritty. It's very dirty. It feels it feels oppressive. It feels hot. Mm. Uh, the color of it is very very amber and or just dirty. And uh, you can tell that, you know, they're driving, these teens are driving with no AC and this, you know, van. Everyone's just glistening with Yeah, gross. just crossing, you know, East Texas or West Texas or some direction of Texas. And they're like just, you know, miserably hot and sweaty and gross. And then it just starts pretty much right away. Like they almost don't even let you get to know the people. They pick up this hitchhiker. The hitchhiker very quickly... It, it is it is obvious that he is a bad guy. You should not have picked up this hitchhiker. And then it escalates pretty quick. And then okay, they get they they have an altercation with the with the hitchhiker, but they kind of get rid of him, kick him out of the car, and drive off. But they're they're always like you know they're trying to move past it. But like one of the guys is like, yeah, that that guy he might come back. That guy he might come back. And the other the other friends are like, oh no, you're just worrying. It's fine. He doesn't know where to find us. And they're they're kind of like staying at some like friend of a friend or uncle of a friend or something's house. And they get there and whatever. It happens. Shit hits the fan so quick. Even after that, so there is almost no downtime for this movie. There's there's almost no like that that boring forty five minutes where you're just getting to know the characters. You're right. just gonna see die anyway. They just sort of don't bother mm-hmm. you know you don't need that who mm-hmm. gives a shit you just want to see murder you just want to see murder and this was 1974 you know this was before the whole craze of all the slashers became so so in vogue you know mm-hmm. and um and i gotta say man leatherface is awesome he's he's like a freaking you know a tornado coming at you 
I mean, he's like he does not talk. He's a force of nature. He's just this bestial thing that cannot be stopped. He cannot be reasoned with. He cannot be fought. The only and he will not thing, stop until you are dead. Yeah, the only thing you can do is get the hell away. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, if he was a tornado full of, you know, spinning panthers with razor knives for fingernails. Like, I mean, like, he's just like, Jesus, he, you cannot. Comes at you hard like anything. a tornado made of fingernails, fingernails and of. teeth. That's what I was kind of <laughs> going for. There. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Um, a little Harry Carey there. Hi. 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 Uh, yeah. So uh, that's what he says. He's like, hi, I'm Leatherface. I wear ladies clothes. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> But he, uh, yeah, th- one of the things that I think was the most successful thing that Toby Hooper did, the most the effective, like, he so understands that the presence and absence of sound can affect your right. f- the fear yeah. of a thing. And it's interesting because he did the, uh, the TV movie um, Salem's Lot, okay. the Stephen King yep. vampire book, and... Um, that was that was in the seventies, and it's I like that I like that movie. It's a miniseries, but it's in two parts. It really just feels like a movie. Um, I like that movie. It's it's really cool. One of the one of the interesting things he did was to take the main vampire in that. His name is actually Barlow, and uh, not Matt Barlow, no, but Kurt Barlow. And in he in the book talks, and he's a guy. He's like, hey, I'm I'm Kurt Barlow. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm I'm gonna kill you now, right? Well, in the movie, he just does not speak at all. So his justification was that he thought it was scarier. And I think it is scarier. I think the character of Barlow in the in the movie is much scarier and he just makes these like hideous awful screeching noises once in a while. Like very rarely, but it's it's so his use of sound is so deliberate and p- particular. Mm. And in Texas Chainsaw, my god, like I mean it feels by the end of that movie, it feels like you've been listening to a chainsaw for Massacring. like for like an hour and a half straight. Jeez. I mean, you you haven't, but it's amazing how much it affects you, and it is terrifying. You can't, you don't get a moment to breathe. You just don't. Mm. And I mean, it does stop. There are moments when, like you know. He, he gets the girl and then, okay, he's no longer on the warpath, but she's, you know, in trouble. And then she has to try to escape or whatever like that. But then the chainsaw comes back and it's just this wall of sound. Hmm. And it really is amazing how little dialogue is in this movie. And even when there is dialogue, when there are enough characters to actually have dialogue with right, early yeah. on, uh, it's it's just sort of nonsensical. It doesn't matter at all. Right. It's it's not like in Pulp Fiction. You're not learning really much. It's just a matter of, well, this is the snapshot of this, these people's lives. They happen to be talking. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But most of the movie does not have dialogue. And then there's a later section of the movie where you actually see a, that you know Leatherface is not the only member of his family, and he's not even the alpha male. And there's some dialogue between the bad guys, and that is all very unexpected and very interesting. And that does the Pulp Fiction thing. That is telling you a fucking metric ton about these crazy backwater rednecks that are just killing these people and what they're doing and and who they are and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really, really happy. And uh, after after I had seen it, like, the very next day... um, I actually talked to Derek Rook 
and told him that I had seen it, and he 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 could not get over. I, I saw him in person, and he like like was making it like he was gonna smack me in the face. He's like, "How have you not seen this? Movie? I don't understand. It's like it doesn't make any sense. It's like saying you've never tried chicken. Like, what <laughs> the hell is wrong with you?" And uh, and it, it is it is funny. Like it, it was this glaring weird thing as a horror fan. Like how could you not have uh, not have seen this? So uh, I I rectified that and uh, I did enjoy it. And I do think even though it came out in 1974, it is really truly effective as hell. It is down and dirty. It is it is very gritty and uh, at at times tough to watch. But it is also not as tough to watch as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought because a lot of people make it out to still be this thing where it's like, oh, you know, oh yeah, God, you know, right? It's like, yeah, it, it, yeah, okay. But I've seen, I've seen a lot worse at this point. So it's I, to me, it's at a good level, cool. is what I'm saying. All right. Um, just like I don't like you know spicy foods to be, you know, nuclear burn melt my your face. face off. Yeah, yeah. But you I like it. You like I don't need the kick. Carolina Reaper. Right. Like, yeah. So I know there is a Carolina Reaper. Yeah. I don't need to have it. Right. But, yeah. So this is not quite a Carolina Reaper. It's not hotter to better. It's just, you know, get me get me to a good level where I can, you know, have some heat but still have some flavor and enjoy yeah. it. You know, a little bit of, you know, best of both worlds. Right. Yeah. Die in the process. The right. horribleness in this movie is like at that level, I'd say. Cool. <laughs> right. Awesome. But sweet. That's it. Cool. Nice. So wow. that's it. We you guys yeah. uh you guys uh you guys have our stuff. You have yes. uh, some of your stuff, and uh, that's that's all we got. Right. Nice. Oh, I think there's a there are a lot a lot a lot of great freaking movies, obviously, because they're they're classics for a reason, and it's great that a lot of us have finally gotten a chance to to see some of these. Broaden our horizon. You know, a bit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably just who knows if it wasn't for this, I probably still wouldn't have seen Pulp Fiction. Maybe someday, but who knows? I mean, it hadn't to that point, so mm-hmm. why? You know, right? What would have changed? Like, it's unlikely, you know, but exactly. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's fun to just have a reason. I, I know, yeah, to, exactly. Or even like when in the past when we've done episodes that were for the old podcast and we yeah. did video games and we would yep. like go play a game yep. or something. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean to play this, but oh, now I have a reason to do it. Yeah. You know? Right. I think it's kind of like what, you know, Patsy and Ashes were saying, you know, there's a lot of movies that they had had on their list that they'd want yeah. to do. Oh, now they have a perfect reason to do right. it. It's for yeah. the podcast. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. Very cool. So, uh, so... I think I think uh, if you guys are cool with it, this would be a fun thing to do at the end of next season too. If we, you know, if this turns out to be a a well liked, yeah, theme, I, I honestly I, I think like that this. it's a great theme. You know, yeah. it, it keeps yeah. it fun and, and engaging for the audience and for us, and it gives us an excuse to keep getting out there and, and trying and seeing new stuff. So I yeah, think that's absolutely. seeing I, new game. old stuff, right? Yeah. yes, mm-hmm. it's new to you. New to you is all <laughs> new. new that matters. Yes. So I know we have um, we have one more segment segment from Boss Rush, right? Uh, and I have one quick thing after that. Uh, Nintendo eight bit. Do you guys got anything else? No, nah, I'm good. Uh, I mean, I could just promote my YouTube channel. Oh, do that. I mean, I could do that. Later do it on yeah. right now. Why not? Well, you mention it. Bring it up. So okay, sure. fine. Well, I right. have a channel called Nintendo Twenty Five. He does. I sure do. And uh, at this point, I'm just basically I'm just doing like unboxing videos for now. So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And right now, I am at 275 subscribers, and I'm getting really close to 300. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty sweet. Uh, it's pretty crazy, actually. I never thought I'd even get 100. Yeah, I'm almost at three. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, pretty nuts. 
And, you know, I recently did an unboxing video for, uh, well, at this video point, games. it'll be a couple weeks ago, but um, uh, for Video Games Monthly. Yep, and, and they actually shared my video, nice. which I thought was pretty yeah, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're giving them free advertising, so it's the least yeah, I can do. Yeah, you know? and they're giving me free friends on Facebook, Yeah, apparently. Six <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Free boxes would be better. Yes. Yeah, that's not how it works. Free games would be amazing. You did get a power. I got a power deal. And uh, yeah, was, uh, and I've seen you know. I think you've to this point you've had two, uh, two unboxings. Yes, yeah. So. The the other one I did oh. was uh, the unboxing of the Ninja Warriors Returns, or was it Ninja Saviors? That's oh, okay. what it is. Yep. Yeah. So nice, yeah. very cool, cool indeed. Good stuff. And uh, because apparently Eight Bit's not going to talk about his channel, I'll just talk about it real quick. Uh, he makes all this awesome eight bit music, and you heard a, a ton of it in the background of our awesome voicemails that we were you playing did. this episode. Yeah, and actually, did. everybody got a got a unique song of their own because he has that many. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if you enjoyed all that all that good goodness, definitely check out the eight bit alchemy channel on YouTube. There's a lot of fun he's almost at a hundred. I know I am. I actually had no idea. I, I looked the other day and I was like, I'm at 97? I've done yeah. nothing. When did this happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also I haven't been notified of any change. Like, I think I've gotten I, like three new subscribers in the past year. But like, I wasn't this close to 100 before. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I get that sometimes too. Like sometimes I'll, like, I'll check my account and uh, to see if, if anyone has left like a, uh, a comment and I want one of yeah. my videos and i see like my sub count is like higher mm. but like, there's no notification no- sometimes i do yeah right a lot of the times sometimes i don't, don't. and yeah, sometimes so. sometimes i get notifications about comments yeah i like i honestly I don't. thought that's why i always last... i check see if, i don't mm-hmm. want to like not respond to like the last i remember anyone. checking i had like somewhere in the 60s like i thought i had like 67 or something but i i am three away from 100 pretty cool <laughs> so yeah hey it's yeah, uh, Retroids, uh, get them there. Yeah, and get yeah. uh, yes. Nintendo 25 to 300 it, while you're at it. Yeah, yes. it's a thing I do. It's a thing we do. Yep. It's all good. And Boss Rush Mode is over uh, 160. Yeah, something like that. I don't deserve any more, though, because whatever. <laughs> because fart noise. <laughs> what the fuck ever. <laughs> I've yeah, got, I mean, what was the thing we decided but... I have? Like, uh, what, what kind of face was it? It was like... Swamp ass of the face? Something like that, yeah. So <laughs> fuck even, ass. Though, even though it's barely shown in the videos, it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just, just don't bother. Swamp ass. Well, He's in some of my videos. Swamp right? ass of the content. I mean, by by all means, watch some of the old retro octopus stuff. And watch all the videos on there. But uh, whatever, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm like the opposite of what I'm supposed to do. I just don't subscribe. But who cares? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, Dislike yeah, I mean, you can if you want. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like unsubscribe you or anything. But whatever. Well, his right. his uh, yeah. You have a lot of VG Tunes videos. You have almost yeah. uh, over forty. Over I think. forty. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how many, but um, that it's was, in the forties. That, that was a fun fun show. I mean, I would. I would have that on the background sometimes at work. I'd just put it on and like, you know, it's all video game music and he does it kind of radio style and he doesn't yeah. talk too much. Talks right. to like, you know, at the beginning and in between, you know, a certain certain points right. and then at the end. But it's mostly music and he throws some fun facts in there. And yeah. I, I think it's a great series, honestly. Yeah, I think I appreciate it. Um, yeah, because I noticed that there are not a ton of video game music podcasts, especially on YouTube. I mean, there are some out there and most of those seem to be they'll play a song and then they'll talk about it for five, ten minutes, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not the way I chose to do mine because right, you want I, I want to do as little talking as possible because you know my nickname is Mushmouth Mode, so there's one reason. <laughs> but I figure you know, I'll play like you know three, four, five, six song sets, and then I'll chat about 
something either video game news related, you know, pertinent to the particular time the video came out, or uh, one factoid about one of the games or one of the songs or one of the composers that, you know, composed one of the songs in that previous set. So I just decided to do it more of that style. And yeah, it, it was definitely fun. I was doing it every couple of weeks for a while, but I haven't done one in probably well over a year now. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see where eventually it runs its course or whatever. Mm. But I, I think it's cool that you had so many, and like even now, you know, to to go back and listen to them again, it's it feels like you're listening to them for the first time anyway because they're like you know. Because I wasn't paying attention the first it's, time. It's so, <laughs> so many different songs from so many different yeah. consoles and everything. Yeah, like, I, I tried to mix it up a lot too. I mean, I didn't yeah. want to just like. I mean, yeah, the first few were you know just just Nintendo, right? And but yeah. I tried to you know like after maybe like episode nine or 10 or something. I yeah. started like incorporating like way more systems, like, you know, right. not just, not just cartridge base or, you know, bit tune. I want to get like some CD, some, you know, just right. tried, tried to mix it up and yeah. different genres, different systems. And, you know, just yeah, different you, fields. you like seriously did some deep dives for like some of those. I mean, I hadn't even heard of all the systems that you had put up there. Yeah. And certainly like, you know, I would not expect, even if I had heard of it, like the Philips CDI, all of a sudden, there's a Philips CDI song that comes <laughs> up, you know, or, or something from the Amiga or, you know. I really like the, the Commodore 64 stuff. I really got, got into some of that because, you know, cause I, I mean, I, I was familiar with Commodore 64, but I didn't really pay attention to a lot of the music. I didn't have one of my own, so I never really played a lot of it. Yeah. But, you know, hearing some of the music and what some of the, you know, composers did with, you know, the sound of that system was pretty freaking amazing and i was like wow I, I definitely have to have at least one commodore 64 song in like every in like pretty much mo- most of the ensuing you know episodes because i was just like wow this is just oh man i just love the sound of this this music from the system yeah it's, nice. got, a, it's got a unique feel for sure um indeed well since uh since parasite steve promoted my channel i'll promo him because Ooh. um because you feel obliged. Because I feel obliged. You, you brother will promote brother. Ba- backs into a corner. Spreading love I'm across into a corner the land. Um, mm-hmm. so, so this guy right here, Steve Van Sampson, uh, as he goes by, uh, he he is quite the writer. He's the auteur uh, at large here. And uh, he has partnered with Rough House Publishing, um, who we had talked about Derek Rook earlier in the episode, who was on our Crow episode. And so him and Derek are partners in crime at Rough House. Um, but uh, our own Steve here has two two major releases uh, in both in the Predator World series, the Bone Eater King, and also the uh, the Marrow Dust. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, and uh, and those are those are big deal ticket big ticket items novels entirely written written by him. Uh, but he also is featured in a couple of sh- you know short story compilations. Ain't know, that right? Yeah, that's true. You know, um, this year. I have to say uh, I have the most releases I've ever had in a year. Um, last year I had, I don't think anything came out last year because uh, the, the two novels came out in 2017. And last year I was just kind of working and I, I don't think anything came out last year. This year um, I actually had four things come out. Right on. Nice. So I had the uh, first was a book called The Final Summons is a sci-fi fantasy anthology uh, put out by the New England Speculative Writers. And then I was in Wicked Weird. had a story in Wicked Weird but by the uh, New England Horror Writers. And uh, <clears throat> a book called More Lore from the Mythos, which was put out by Fractured Mind Publishing. 
And I also am, I had my first comic release, uh, which was in, uh, I had a story called The Nowhere Man, which is in um, the second issue of Gore Shriek Resurrectus, put out by Rough House Publishing. So, kind of cool. So yeah, nice. awesome. That's a prolific That's like year awesome. for you. Yeah. Four, four books. I mean, you know, I'm not going to have four next year. But. Sure, but yeah, I mean, you had some serious contraction, you know, with. That's uh, kind of. That, it takes so long for these things to come out. Mm-hmm. So it's right. like. That's why a lot of people, what they do is they just keep they submitting. Keep at it. And yeah. they keep submitting, like, all these, like, short stories. They do short stories. Yeah. That's how you build, like, this catalog of, of these anthologies. It's like, man, they might not. That might not come out for two years. But if you keep at it, it's like you lose track, and then all of a sudden, like stuff just keeps coming out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but well, yeah, you went to scare. I haven't this done. Year. You went to Rock and Shock. I mean, I think you get. Yeah, it was a, a decent amount of cons yeah. this year. Four or five cons this year, so it was fun. Yeah, got a, got a good amount of visibility in front of people. It's yeah. good stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah, but uh, th- yeah, thanks for the the, the promo there. Uh, if you want to check me out, um, I, it is Steve Ann Sampson on uh, on Amazon or. Facebook. If you contact me on Facebook, Facebook, or you know through the group, I'm always on the group. Um, and you're interested in my stuff, reach out because guess what? If you buy from me directly, it helps me out a lot more, a lot more, and I get a much better margin. And I also sign and do a little sketch with every every book I send out. So if you're interested, let me know. Awesome. So yeah. Boss rush. Go, go 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 get that. You you got a you got a thing. I do have a thing. Why don't you do? Why don't we play the intro for your thing and you do the thing? All right. Well, let's hit the intro. Oh, oh fine. Bam. Occasionally, we all come across things that bring our piss to a boil. Now it's time to feel the rage and start petting those peeves. All right. You know who I am. I'm Mushmouth Mode. You know, complainer extraordinaire, miserable piece of fucking shit. And I got the last pet peeve of 2019 ready to come right at your face. And my pet peeve is about the concept of the song The 12 Days of Christmas. Because holy shit, that's a lot of gifts. And um, like six of the first seven days involve birds. Now don't get me wrong, birds are fucking rad as hell, but... Holy shit, it's they a fuck ton. They poop a lot. It, they do poop a lot. It's a fuck ton of birds. And first of all... It's a fuck ton of bird shit. It's a fuck ton. Exactly. Now, the whole concept of having you know, the 12 days of the Christmas season obviously predates the song. But I'm, I'm, I can't be the only one thinking whoever came up with the concept for Christmas season having 12 days is like, hmm, wait, eight days? Get out of here with that shit. We have 12, so fuck you. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was spiteful. So, but anyway, the the song itself starts off with the partridge in a pear tree, and not only do you get the partridge in the pear tree for day one, it's implied that every gift gets rebought the next day, each of the twelve days. So you're gonna end up with twelve of these fucking things for twelve trees by themselves. Holy fuck! And the partridges. What do you even do with those trees? I have no fucking idea. But you're gonna get twelve of those fuckers. Have you done the math for everything? Yes. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> so um, the second day, two turtle doves, obviously 11 days of that. You're going to get 22 of those motherfuckers. Uh, three French hens for 10 days. You're going to get 30, not just regular hens, 
French hens. So I don't know whenever this song was written, probably a couple hundred They're years. They're fancier. They're, yeah. They so smoke it, more? It, maybe. Maybe it had to have been a status symbol. Like, oh, those, those are very lovely hens. Oh, excuse me? Those are French hens? Oh, oh my apologies. Of course, French hens. Yes. You know, so you're going to get 30 of yes, those. You're right. It's a status. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, totally four like calling. Is it calling birds? Yes. So they got to call them calling birds for a reason, right? Because they probably chatter a lot yeah and they're gonna be noisy as fucking Fuck. loud and obnoxious yeah so you're gonna get 36 of those motherfucking things <laughs> all right of course now the fifth day you get a break five gold rings uh-huh. and the re- you know what i'm totally convinced the reason why people make such a big deal about this one because it's not fucking birds finally we get a break from getting fucking birds five golden rings oh just thank god it's not birds not fucking birds but oh oh the weekend of more birds is you know upon them because day six is um six geese a laying yes now is it laying isn't just laying around chilling or are they actually oh they're laying eggs oh my so not only do you have to get geese who are you know their reputation is that geese are fucking assholes that's true you have to get them as they're laying eggs that particular day so not only are you going to get 42 geese you're going to get minimum 42 is that we're going to lay tomorrow no. Is it gonna lay? You're gonna get like four, <laughs> probably at least forty-two eggs along with it. Yes. Uh, and the seventh and final bird, or the seventh day and the final of the bird days, you get uh, seven swans of swimming. Okay, swans are cool. They're typically quiet until like. I mean, they're assholes too. Actually, are they? they will break your leg with oh, their wing. Well, shit. They All f- right. they flap your leg breaks instantly. It has no choice. But you know, at least they're quiet most of the time. But, you know... Unless they're a trumpeter. <laughs> they're right. the trumpeter as And which you probably... You know what? They, I'm sure they get there on that seventh day like, oh, this is not... Oh, fuck. What? They, they got those asshole geese. God damn it. We got a fucking shack up with asshole geese. So, uh, whatever. But anyway, that you're, we're all done with the birds now. It's on to the human trafficking. Because day number eight <laughs> is eight maids of milking. So now, are they, they're milking, obviously. Are they milking a cow? Are they milking a goat? Do the... The animals come with it, or do you, can you get away with just oh renting? God, it, it, does, it doesn't specify. It doesn't. So maybe you can get away with like a cow or a goat or any other animal you mm-hmm. can milk and just. As maybe long they as, milk. Do they milk the geese? I have no idea. Can you, you milk, can milk a anything goose? with nipples? <laughs> oh, I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> so, so you can probably get away with just having an animal being milked by eight maids mm-hmm. during the course of each of the days. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're getting you know, 42 geese, 42 swans, and 40 maids of milking. Oh, my God. So, uh, let's see. We get to day number nine, nine ladies dancing. So, that doesn't seem too terrible. It's like, you know. Still indentured dan- ma- like right, dancers. Right, Besides the whole. That are like, your you know, property now. Right, 36 of them. Uh, all right, 10 lords leaping for the next day. Times three will be 30 of those. And, of course, they're going to be leaping. They're going to be making noise. They're going to be, you know. Riling up the calling birds, you know, agitating the asshole geese and all that shit. <laughs> the fuck are they leaping about? You got 30 lords? I've always thought that this was the weirdest of all of them. Right. The yeah. lords, lords are leaping. Lords are leaping. Like, first of all, they're, they're lords, so they're... they're um, they, like, own property, right? Well, yeah. Right. They think. Yeah. <laughs> they, they own tracts of land. Yeah. Tracts of land. They're, they're, what's the, they're nobility. Yes. They're, like, the lowest nobility, right? Or is, like, the duke. I, I don't know. What's I, a, I wouldn't know. Lord. I don't know. Lord. I don't know. Sort of a low, low-level nobleman yeah. status. And all but they nobleman do is nonetheless. jump. They right. just they just, they just jump. Leaping about. Stop fucking jumping. I don't need this. I want you to jump. I want you to leap, leap into the, the fucking, fucking air. air. Well, pricks. <laughs> 
Pricks with ears. Twisted Sister reference. And all right, the last couple days, we are at day 11. 11 pipers piping. More fucking noise. More just fucking nonsense. And you're going to get... You know, 11 two- pipers playing at the same time all the time is not right. going to And you're going to get two days worth of that. So you're going to get 22 of those at the end of it. Oh, my God. 22. And day number 12, of course... What kind of instrument? It's because it's another musical instrument. Twelve drummers drumming, probably the most obnoxious instrument to hear when you don't want to hear an instrument at all. That's true. But at least you're only going to get twelve of them, even though one drum is enough to make you, as my wife would say, make you feel stabby, and mm. just want to murder just something <laughs> in vicinity. So at the end of it all, you get twelve fucking days. You're going to get twelve trees, forty gold rings at least. So that's not too bad. Um, yeah, you can pawn those. 140 <laughs> people and 184 birds. Oh, my God. You have to. You have no choice but to pawn the rings to feed all right. of the things that right. you now have. No shit. Right. So I'm guessing. I one, mean, unless you slaughter the geese. Yeah. You got to feed the lords and the maids and the dancing. First girls. thing you got to do is take care of those asshole geese. Get the fuck rid of those fucking things first. <laughs> because they but, shit everywhere. Not It's not just regular bird shit. It's like human-sized fucking turds yeah. everywhere. But, but <laughs> counter argument, they are producing eggs which technically is like free no. food right they're the only thing that's making you anything yeah i suppose <laughs> but still but who eats geese, geese yeah eggs? do you even eat geese eggs yeah I don't sure even know. you can eat you can eat any kind of egg greg <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i'm sure one of two things must have happened day 13 the guy who bought or whatever whoever bought the gift was killed in their sleep by the gift receiver <laughs> and, For sure. or or 11 months you know after that leading up to the the next holiday season it's like just get me a fucking card yeah holy fuck <laughs> not 12 days of cards not 12 yeah not 180 fucking, fucking card will be goddamn fine <laughs> get out of here with this disgusting excess and take these asshole geese with you <laughs> god done oh, with them what yeah. is this uh, anyway, that's 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 my final peeve of the year. Happy holidays, whichever one applies to you. Whatever it is, I hope it's a good one, and I hope you don't have to deal with asshole geese. Yeah, asshole geese. Are the word. Hashtag asshole geese. <laughs> fuck that bird. Fuck that bird. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the asshole geese. <clears throat> that's pretty good. Make sure you got it. In. Um, so I have something super fast. We are obviously running pretty late, but you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? This is our only episode this whole month. But fuck it. But fuck it. <laughs> but fuck. All right, here I I, I found the thing. So um, we have uh, what uh, I, I discovered this uh, just recently by accident. Uh, we actually had a a lost email that was sent to us. That was a response to a uh, an octoponder this question way back uh, over the summer, and uh, it was sent in. I thought we could read it now because we yeah, do- since we don't have an octoponder for this episode, we'll just read this answer. We'll yeah, read this one. one. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so this lost Octoponder response was from our buddy Riku, who always interacts with us on Twitter and followed us over from the Throw It On Thursday podcast. So thanks to, uh, to Riku for being a cool dude on Twitter, because like pretty much nobody else responds to us on Twitter. Um, well, seeing how, how quickly we get to emails, I wonder why. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. We deserve it. Um, so this actually was sent to us way back on July 23rd in response to our 15th episode which was an 8-bit alchemy joint entitled Cartoon Comeback. The episode was about cartoons that we thought were like worthy of a resurgence. Um, they were cool back then, like, let's do a reboot, uh, kind of like the way Voltron did, and like we were kind of talking about that. And for that particular week's Octopond to this question, what we did was ask uh, you, the Retroids, to name an existing 
revival or reboot that you actually really enjoyed that had already come out. Um, so this is what Riku has to say. He said, I'm not, <laughs> he starts with, I'm not sure I'm a hundred percent sure if this counts. He said, so a show that got, so a show that got a reboot that I like, Hmm. The 2012 JoJo's Bizarre Adventure series. There was a series in the mid two thousands that adapted one part of that series. The new series starts from the absolute beginning of the story. Honorary mention goes to Batman Beyond. Will Friedel does an amazing job as Terry and totally made me like him in my angsty preteen years. Word to that. Yeah, Word to Beyond. That. Totally Very cool. Rocks. So also, new JoJo also totally rocks. Yeah, I, I've never seen uh, any JoJo Bizarre yeah, Adventure show. Neither have I. But, but uh, yeah, awesome. Thank you for the email. Sorry cool. it took us yes. so long to get to yeah, it. Yeah, I know. We First year jitters, we yeah. suck. <laughs> but we're getting better. At least I like to think That's we true. are. That's true. Uh, but yeah, awesome, awesome reference to Batman Beyond. Love yeah, it. Definitely. Love, love that show. We were, you know, I think all of us are big fans of that show. And it's definitely, uh, definitely been mentioned on the show before. I think, I think next year we got to kind of go in deeper to, uh, we had the Batman episode, but maybe we need right. to do like a, a Justice League show or something yeah. or like the yeah. the various Bruce I, Tim cartoons. Ah, oh, they're so good. It's just ridiculous. Right. Um, but anyway, so I think that's uh, it for our content of the episode. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys, we have one more uh, fairly amazingly big uh, announcement yes. to make. Yes, Indeed. we do. So, uh, boss, you want to take that away? Uh, not really, because I don't know all the exact details off the top of my head. Right? So, uh, yeah, uh, the the start of our season two adventure next year will be. Finding us joining a new podcast network. Ooh. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we will actually be joining with our pals uh, at the Dorkening. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we actually got a voicemail from Kevin. Kevin Crook. Yeah, the Dorkening actually let yeah. And uh, Patsy Nash is from A Throat on Thursday. Yes, they are, also, they are also members of the Dorkening. They joined the Dorkening earlier this year, I think oh, uh, awesome. around the summertime, uh, right after they won that prestigious award. Yes. Yeah, they are the award-winning Throat on Thursday. It's a major award. So, yeah, that's a huge, huge step up for us. They're going to be helping us out with hosting, and we're going to be on a network with a lot of other like-minded individuals, people yeah. who are yeah. into a lot of the same kind of nerd culture sort of stuff. Uh, and it's going to be a great partnership, I think, yeah. from what we've seen so far. Uh, you know, Leo and Kevin uh, are both awesome guys, and everyone that we've met who uh, who are maybe, you know, new to us have all been super nice and accommodating, yeah. and, you know, we... We are really just looking forward yeah, to definitely it. Definitely looking forward to joining the Dorkening yeah, family. It's going to be. Uh, I know you, you three guys, year. you know, had you know, conversations with them, and uh, I was unable to join in some of those conversations, which was probably instrumental in us even getting into the, the goddamn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> So I'm glad to help. Uh, addition by subtraction. I know, right? Because now, now once they <laughs> once they find out, you know, your deal, and they're like, "Oh shit, like, oh. we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't agree with this." <laughs> yeah, when we did the uh, the video cast interview, uh, Greg couldn't make it that night. Oh, no, Greg, no, no, you can't make it that night, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I can make it. You, like, you no, can milk you anything can't. with nipples, though. Greg. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've gotten to meet uh, a lot of the people who are on various shows at, at the you know the different cons around here in New England. 
um, there's a lot of podcasters that actually go to these things. And I'm usually there. I'm always there as a author capacity. But they are always holding down the fort, and there's usually, you know, there's usually artists alley. There's there seems to be now there's like a podcast corner or something like like there's 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 a lot of podcasters that are going to these things, and you know I've met some of the people from that strange show and uh, and like uh, black and white fright and the horror show and super and, retro uh, throwback reviews. Yeah, super retro. Yeah, throwback reviews is met now. I know Stephen from from that, and there's. There's lots of lots of good shows on this network. It's a very fun, geeky place, and uh, like like you said, eight bit. I th- I think we're gonna fit right in. So, um, pretty exciting. Very yeah, we'll, exciting. So we will no yeah. longer be on Buzzsprout um, as of next year, which doesn't really mean a lot to you guys unless you're going to the website to actually listen, which I don't think a lot of people are. Right. So we're going to be transitioning to the Dorkening's own website. At some point in the next month, and that's kind of what we're going to be doing. Well, because we're not going to have another episode this month. Right. Uh, this is the finale. We're, we're going to try to have our first season two episode out, hopefully the first Tuesday of 2020. So, you know, it is coming up quickly, but we have uh, we have a few weeks, and we're going to try to get all that straight and have a seamless transition. We'll see. And hopefully have some new uh, promos to play next year. Yeah. It's definitely, nice. uh, definitely yeah, the definitely. hope. Yeah, and we'll see what happens, and we'll see if uh, you know we can get more retroids on board. Right, that keep making stuff for you guys. Yeah, and hopefully uh, be as entertaining as we possibly can be, and obviously we want this to work out for everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, as uh, as we've always said all along, if you have any ideas or. Anything at all? Uh, let us know. You yeah, know, email I mean, us and we'll read it six months from now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll really, get to it just in time really for the, the season two finale. The Facebook yeah. group is quite the happening place. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that's the best possible way to get. Yeah, a hold you retros have been so awesome on on our Facebook yeah, it's, page. It's really like, just flattering. I mean, just just insanely awesome. You know, and uh, like uh, you know, one of our retroids, Allison Hell. I saw her post today, and she she was responding to a a post on uh, time for timer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, you guys, you guys just always give me the best retro feels or something like that. Like she, she's like, oh, I love the nostalgia stuff. You guys always post the best stuff. Snacker so. D's a winner and yet won't spoil my dinner. That's true. I think we may <laughs> have to do a uh, time for timer episode next season. <laughs> yeah. uh, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> right. <laughs> Slabber slice a chunker. Yeah. Good yes. stuff. There's a lot of old shit back then when you yeah, really yeah. start thinking of it. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Anyway, so uh, I, think, I think I'm going to shut up. Cool. All right. Anyone else got one last thing to add before we close out for the season? Uh, well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for you know, joining us in our first year of this adventure called yes. you know, podcasting. And right. It's been incredible. It really has. Uh, bit Alchemy? I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, sentiment's the same. I thank you all so much and uh, look forward to seeing you guys next season. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll pretty much uh, echo the same sentiments. Not sediments. I sometimes say the, the wrong word there because I'm a, I'm a dipshit. <laughs> Dirt and sand. Yes. I'm a ship dip. I am. You have my but, sympathies. Yeah, obviously, uh, thank you. Thank everyone so much for, you know, checking us out either for the first time or for the manyth time. Uh, and hope uh, that it continues into the next season and beyond. Uh, so uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can read. 
this is like the toughest part for me. All right, so we um, this wraps up this episode. And if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters that make of all the things that make growing up awesome. If you like what you heard, please hit that little subscribe button, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all them social media stuff. Retro Octopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network and soon the Dorkening. So if you get a chance, please check out the other shows from the Inebriart, uh, Inebriart Podcast Group, Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and of course, Inebriart, as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of those other great shows, please visit inebri-art.com. I guess your pseudo-host, it wasn't really a, an official host, but I am Boss Rush Mode. All the other guys, you know, Parasite Steve, API Alchemy, Nintendo, we all say thank you so much for an amazing year. We will see you next time. And also, here's the full version of Retrogon. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, no, no, I screwed it up. Uh, Retractagon. Retract. Retract. Yeah. Retractagon. It's been a long night. <laughs> By Tino the Sandman. Uh, enjoy. Play us out. What does that even mean?